All right, you're on the Arms Room Show with Glenn. And Drew. Thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show. Remember that when you support the show through Patreon, not only are you keeping the show alive, which we really like, but you're also enabling us to do all the community service that we do. So all of our Stop the Bleed programs and the security training that we do for churches and schools and all that kind of stuff, all of that is getting done. You know, We're tapping into our, our patron money for that. And look, guys, it's not like we're like making a million dollars a year here off a of patron, okay? So if you're, a, if you're a listener to the show and you like the show and you feel like you get some benefit out of it, I think our top tier is 10 bucks a month. Like it's not, it's not a lot of money. So uh, please, if you like the show, make sure you get on Patreon and look up the Arms Room Show and become a patron. We would appreciate it. If you're an alumni of Independence Training, don't forget about the forum. We still don't have the same number of people on the forum no, that we, we used to have on our stupid Facebook group. Uh, I don't know how that's those, possible. But how many of those people actually engaged on Facebook? Not as many. I would say the forum is very hopping. Like yes. There's a lot of good active, uh, you know, uh, threads and posts and all the that. The meme so. thread is out of control every day. Yes, it is. So is Hamburger Help Me. Yes. The uh, Hamburger Help Me recipe <laughs> recipe thread is also pretty good. <laughs> Which is wild. <laughs> Which is hilarious that in the Independence Training Alumni Forum, one of the most popular threads is, is the Hamburger Help Me recipe threads. <laughs> Fucking whatever. You guys killing me. Um... Yeah, so what else? Uh, com- so we're not going to be doing Combatives Corner with Dave today uh, or in the future. Um, Bravo will not be uh, joining us on the show anymore. Uh, he will also uh, not be joining us at Independence Training anymore. So that's, uh, that's what I have to say about that. There's this crazy post on Firearms Policy Coalition. If you guys don't follow them, FPC, on Instagram... Uh, you can look them up under gun policy. And if you haven't read their stuff, I mean, you should be involved with the Firearms Policy Coalition no matter what. But there's some hilarious shit, all right? Four cities and counties in Colorado filed a motion for summary judgment yesterday in support of their quote-unquote assault weapon ban and magazine ban, arguing amongst many other things that get ready for these facts, all right? So we have Mark in the studio with us from Arizona Machine Gun Ordinance. Of course, uh, uh, Father Mark who married Drew and I. Yes. <laughs> All right? Yes. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad things are still going. That's right. Uh, <laughs> ominous, Dominus. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. It worked. Well. He was dressed in a uh, flamingo. In a, a, pink, a pink flamingo yeah. suit. And at the time, you had your skunk stripe. Yeah, yeah. It was, this is what was crusted. <laughs> yes, it was. So he had, a, he had a skunk stripe through his mullet and uh, slinging, it, slinging an MP7 yeah. in a pink flamingo tuxedo. Mark was requested certain things, and he delivered. All right? Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. at 11,000 feet on the top of a mountain in Colorado. Gorgeous. Gorgeous outlook. Right. right? I was just looking like, wow, what a, what a scene, you know? Mark was like, what do you want me to wear? And we were like, anything. And he was like, can I wear a pink flamingo suit? Well, if you or tuxedo remember, or we're like, fuck he, yeah. He tried to get a shark one. He I did. tried, yeah, for, for your... Uh, but he couldn't get it in. They, couldn't, get it they in. couldn't get it in time to get you guys your shark mm-hmm. suit. Yeah. But that's all right. The pink flamingo tuxedo was good. With the, good. the earrings. And oh, yeah. Well, oh, that's, that's right. was all done up, dangly I was earrings. all done yeah, up. He was totally yeah. done up. It was fucking rad. It was fucking rad. So, uh, so anyways, uh, Mark's going to... You're going to enjoy this one. Four cities and counties in Colorado filed a motion for summary judgment yesterday in support of their assault weapon and magazine ban. Here's the things they're arguing for. Number one, restrictions on Bowie knives provide historic support for assault weapons bans. Okay. Okay. (laughs) There's no evidence that assault weapons have ever been used in self-defense. 
Okay. Right. The use of 5.56 makes AR-15s more lethal than Thompson machine guns. Okay. Because it's 5.56 okay. instead of 45 ACP. Probably one of my favorite. This is the, this is the exact wordage. All right. I want you guys to try to wrap your fucking heads around this shit. Okay, get this. To this. this was written by their expert, which I'll describe in a second. Because of, this is exact language in the bill. This is uh, li- uh, sections 83 and 119. Because of the propensity of the 5.56-223 caliber round to create significant damage upon impacting living tissue, it is generally considered to be not favored as a hunting cartridge. I was literally hunting with it yesterday. Modern, here's the best one. Modern semi-automatic rifles that are designed, manufactured, and marketed as hunting rifles traditionally have an internal magazine capacity of less than 10 rounds, depending on caliber. For example, here's their example that they just used for a hunting rifle with an internal magazine. If you just had to guess, if you just had to guess what rifle they might, can, they might use as an example of a hunting rifle with an internal magazine with a capacity of less than 10 rounds, what rifle would you guess? I mean, I would just throw out like a shoot. I don't even know. Like a a hunting rifle with an internal magazine capacity of less than ten rounds. A Remington seven hundred. Oh, no, clearly you don't know about guns, Mark. A Browning BAR. You know the Browning <laughs> assault rifle. Like it's in the goddamn name. Well, okay. Now, now for example, there, there is a there is a Browning BAR that is a. It is a hunting rifle. It is. It is. Yeah. So it is. It's a for example, style hunting rifle. The but Browning BAR in 30-06 caliber. Well, then that changes. As, <laughs> as currently manufactured, has an internal magazine capacity of four rounds. So their fucking example that they're using in a real this is a real document. Somebody, an adult, an adult who no longer lives with their parents, wipes their own ass and grocery shops for themselves sat down in front of their computer and wrote this. And then when they were done, they said to themselves, this is my best work. (laughs) I crushed this, right? (laughs) This is my problem when it comes to stuff like this. Is is in in our community, right? This is what we go up against, Mm -hmm. right? And there's no reasoning with them. You can give every fact in the world and they're still going to push this type of shit agenda. Mm -hmm. And... When I talk with my friends, we've all talked about this, right? It's like at some point you have to just say like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. None of this is going to work because Mm -hmm. they will keep pushing out bullshit agenda like this. Mm -hmm. And there's people out there that are like, wow, I read this. And no matter what facts you give them, even it's – you know, getting off topic, but getting into the side of like all the BLM shit mm-hmm. that you want to give the facts about, you know, crime <clears throat> and statistics and mm-hmm. nobody listens. Like, oh, no, 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 no. They don't – nobody cares. They don't care. they, a cop they, beat up a guy. Right. Let's focus on that. Correct. Yeah. You know, that's like, again, at at some point you, you have to say, right, well, yeah, at times the pen is mightier than the sword, right? Yeah. But at some point that doesn't work anymore, right? Like it will never change. And at that point what changes, and I'm not going and condoning it or saying that it should be done, but there is a language that everybody understands. It's called violence. Violence is a language. Right? <clears throat> and it's Universal. like, I would say, well, this is why, like, BLM or Antifa, these people, they were so effective in getting what they wanted done <clears throat> because they were willing to be violent. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's another claim that they made. 
Assault weapons, quote-unquote. Remember, assault weapon is a term invented by the gun control crowd. Correct. An assault rifle is a real thing. That's a military designation Correct. for a rifle used for an individual Sturmgewehr. to assault, right? A assault rifle. Right? Sturmgewehr. Yes, exactly. But a assault weapon is a, a rock is an assault weapon. Technically, Anything right? can be if used I assault to assault somebody. somebody it's yes. an assault weapon, right? All right. So they're, this is their claim. They're too complicated, you idiots, and heavy, you pussies, to effectively use for self-defense. Too complicated. To, now, here's the best part. All right? You're going to love this. All right, Drew, pay attention. This is awesome. The government also hired a former ATF agent, expert in quotations, who was paid roughly $400 an hour to testify to the following. This is testify. A former ATF agent, which, by the way, does not make him an expert of any fucking kind. Correct. That's like everyone who served in the military is a weapons expert, like we were just joking about before the show. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, you must be a weapons expert. I'm like, yeah, clearly I am. I was in the military, so I have done all of the things everywhere all the time. Like, no, of course that's not true. Right. So their former ATF agent expert testified to the following. Assault weapons are too complicated to use in self-defense because you may have to use the charging handle, turn off the safety, and load the magazine. Wait, it gets better. <laughs> AR-15s are too heavy and require two hands, which is why this expert recommends a pump-action 12-gauge with buckshot instead. Because AR-15s are too heavy and require two hands, you should definitely use a pump-action shotgun with buckshot instead. I mean, there's a reason why the FBI went to 10 millimeter. <laughs> When they were in a shootout and everybody dies because they had shotguns and 38 special revolvers, you know? You should well, – dude, the pump-action shotgun is actually the thing that takes two hands, it, not the not the AR-15. You know, it gets better. You should store your shotgun with the internal magazine loaded even though in the language of this bill, they literally want to ban internal magazines – being loaded. This, and these, like, this is, again, like I said, what we're going against. It's crazy. You know, okay, you, like, you people should, have no idea what they're talking you about. You should use a revolver with hollow point bullets, which is also supposed to be banned in this bill, instead of a semi-auto pistol for self-defense because there are no complicated safety mechanisms and speed loaders are easier to use than magazines. Okay, let me break this one down for you. First of all, what? Mark <laughs> second of all, I just <laughs> second of all, has anyone ever if you've ever used a speed loader versus a magazine? I'll tell you the first time I tried to do it, I dropped speed, it like five times. A speed loader makes me want to just kill myself in the middle of a gunfight. Are you kidding me? Unless I'm Jerry Mitchell-like, I don't want to use a Correct. fucking speed loader, okay? All right, and then here's, here's, of course, the best part. Here's another thing he testified to. AR-15s are just as lethal as fully automatic M-16s. It's the, sa it's the same thing. AR-15s are just as lethal as full, which I guess is probably the truest statement that he made. Yeah. Out of them all. According to their expert, minimal training... With an AR-15 is enough to learn how to shoot 50 rounds per minute. Okay. If you're really well trained in an AR-15 and you can't shoot 50 rounds per minute, it's not even that much. No. But not enough to learn how to load it under stress. And unlike 30-06, 5.56 is not used for hunting because it's too powerful. 
So this guy testified that 5.56 is more powerful than 30 out 6. The cartridge that will take. Any large game in North Literally America. Literally the North American hunting rifle. Like, the 30-06 has been called the yes. North American hunting rifle because it will literally kill any every big game, game animal. In North America. In North America. A 5.56, yeah. which I have never, nor will I ever, take big game hunting unless I'm, like, in survival I have mode. nothing. I have but nothing this else. And, and I nothing can't but make elk a out spear. Here. You know I'm I mean? going to figure it out. I'll make it. I just shoot him several times. But I'm like, dude, like you said, here's the problem with this shit. Is that this shit is literally what we're up against. And here's and we laugh about it, but here's what's scary. People read that shit, the other side, the other the supporters of guns of gun control, etc. They read that and they go, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, it's true. They don't know it's not true. Mm-hmm. So they right. think that this is oh well it's an ATF expert right and they testify an expert and he testified again it's it's what we've Under seen oath. time and time again is that government they can go because there's very to little recourse mm. for anything that they do wrong that they can go under oath mm. and testify that as an expert you know mm. if, if you were like a, a home inspector and you falsify something on home inspection you're liable you know i mean you're gonna lose your job they can mm. sue you mm. i mean there there is recourse for your actions because you truly are the expert that in stuff like this, in what we're up against in mm. <clears throat> the two-way community, mm. right, is lies over and over again to push the agenda. Mm. And just like you said, we all laugh about it. We joke <clears throat> about it amongst ourselves. It's like, what a fucking <clears throat> idiot, right? But there has to come a point when people are like, we, it's not jokes anymore. Mm. We can't joke because they will lie and lie and lie and lie to push their agenda and they are slowly but surely on the other side winning the hearts and minds. And where I say that this stuff is more powerful is, you know, if you look at like an anti-gun rally, look at how many fucking people show up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's absurd. It's You're crazy. Like, wow. And then there's like a Second Amendment rally. Fucking 10 people. Nobody shows up. Yeah. Right? And you see this side that then it gets portrayed that, wow, look at gun control really has so much support. All the people who support and this. And again, it, it's... These are the people that are willing to show up. Oh, they have work? They won't show up to work. Mm. They really, really care about this, right? This is something that means so <clears> much <throat> to them that they will show up. Where, again, not getting into politics, but like Republicans, Democrats. The Republicans are like, yeah, well, it's easy to do that when you don't have to work. And yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they might have to work. They just don't show up. Yeah. Because this is truly this super is important, important to them. They really care about this. So at that point, it's like, well, who's the one winning? Mm. They are, <clears throat> you know? I mean, obviously, I'm... Republican, right? But I mean, you got to kind of tip your hat, and I give a lot of credit to mm-hmm. the the left leaning liberals, right? Because they are out there, they are out there rallying, they're out there giving <clears throat> their support, they're out there doing all these things that you ain't willing to do. Well, dude, I've always said that that's the biggest problem <clears throat> on our side of things. I mean, when the I'll use the VA scandal as an example, right? Which isn't necessarily a pro a or pro to a topic, but here's an example that I have: the VA scandal is happening here in Phoenix. Phoenix VA is literally exposed to have death lists of veterans. Veterans are killing themselves at the VA. One guy killed himself on the roof. One guy killed himself in the parking lot. There's all this crazy shit happening, right? The VA is denying people cancer treatments for months and months and months. It's a nightmare. In answer to this nightmare, a veterans organization I was involved with at the time gathers up this 
event. And we're going to do this hike from this spot down to the VA. And we're all going to wear like our old silky, you know, PT shorts or buy some, whatever, if you don't have your old ones. And we're going to ruck down there. And then we were going to hang out at the VA and we're going to talk to the guys and they can't kick us out because we got our fucking VA credentials. Right. So we're hanging out and we're with the guys and we're telling them about what's going on and we're telling them that we support them and we love them. And there's organizations like us out there that, that can help you through this process, you know? And, uh, and this is a big fucking deal. 12 guys show up, four, five of us completed the hike. Yeah. And it was like it was like those kinds of events are the things that just really piss me off because it's like everyone's it's like if you're sitting around and you're mad but you're not going out and you're not being as vocal as the opposite side well man the squeaky wheel gets the grease correct that's why these fuckers keep getting what they want because every time there's a thing everyone's oh I have to work they just don't have to work that's not necessarily true. They just are willing to put that in, like you said, on the sacrificial altar so that they can go to this rally, so they can go down and show their support to what they believe in. Because that side of things is way more emotional about shit. We laugh about this stuff because it's stupid. But if I'm emotionally looking at that as a gun control topic, it's really easy for me to get emotional about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't believe people are using these. You don't need a weapon of war to hunt. You don't need a weapon of war for self-defense. Yeah, a revolver and a shotgun and a BAR, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, right? who are you to tell me that? This is an expert. Exactly. This, this is, is expert. the are you, expert. Are you an ATF expert? Right? Like, these people are the ones who are going up and showing down in support or showing up, I mean, in support of this kind of shit. Yeah. While we laugh at it, unfortunately. And in, in further example of that, here's one of the news stories for today. Two-year-old kills himself with unsecured gun. All right? Now... Privacy Mike sent me this one, and he said in the description of the article, and I quote, I dare you to try to read the air article on the air. Challenge accepted. Are you guys fucking ready for this? All right. Here's the title of the article. She, it's on CNN, naturally. She got a gun to keep her children safe. This is what happened next. It's not like two-year-old kills self with unsecured gun. Right. It's not like a normal news. This is literally... The title of the article, she got a gun to keep her children safe. This is what happened next. Okay, here we go. I'm going to try to get through <laughs> three, four, <laughs> yeah, as we're talking, four paragraphs. We're laughing now. <laughs> four paragraphs. I'm going to try to get through four paragraphs. Here we go. <clears throat> Editor's note. This story is part of a series profiling American youth killed this year by guns, a leading cause of death of children in the U.S. If you didn't know guns are the, one of the leading causes of death of children. Can't possibly be anything else. Nothing. LaGrange, Georgia. My little Spider-Man, his mother called him. Aiden King was two years old, and it seemed he had superpowers. I'm not going to make it. It's <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> so stupid. <clears throat> he could pour his own milk. Though he, <laughs> I can't make it. <clears throat> Though he did spill a little, and he could pull up a chair and open a high cabinet to find a snack. One time he climbed over the metal railing on the balcony of their second floor apartment. He was holding on out there in the open space until his mother pulled her little Spider-Man back onto the balcony. In a recent conversation with CNN, 
I'm going to butcher this name. Shepial? Shepial? Shepiel? Shepiel Williams remembered the time she couldn't save her son. She took off her glasses and wiped away her tears. Felt like my whole heart had been ripped out of me, she said. Williams lived with Aiden and his two older sisters in an apartment complex on the south side of LaGrange, a medium-sized city about 65 miles southwest of Atlanta. Early in 2022, Williams had some trouble with a neighbor. Police reports say the other woman complained about Williams and her children, who incessantly make noises in the upstairs apartment that disturbs her and her family. The dispute kept escalating. One morning, the reports say the other woman attacked Williams. Surveillance video reviewed by police showed her brandishing a black metal cooking pot wrapped in plastic bags. She charged at Williams and hit her on the head with the pot. A fight ensued, and an officer found Williams with a busted lip and blood on her sweatshirt. The other woman was arrested on charges that included battery. Williams was not arrested. According to a report, the other woman told police, It's okay. My family is coming from Birmingham, and they'll take care of her situation. Williams said she was afraid for herself and her children. She got a black 380 handgun and practiced with it at the gun range. She hid it under her mattress or zipped it into her purse. It made her feel safer, at least some of the time. On April 26, about two weeks before what would have been Aiden's third birthday, it was dinner time at the apartment. The kids were eating sloppy joes. Williams excused herself to use the bathroom. She recalled leaving her purse in the bedroom like a fucking idiot on the nightstand. I added that last part. (laughs) A while later, she heard a loud pop running into the bedroom. She saw Aiden on the floor, along with the gun. The next few minutes are jumbled in her memory. She fell on the floor, picked up her son, put him down, ran to ask a neighbor for help, prayed and prayed and prayed. Kept pleading with Aiden because she had no medical response training because she's a fucking idiot. Don't leave me. Stay with me. And the neighbor tried CPR because he, too, is a fucking idiot. And Williams fainted. And then on this stupid fucking story goes. I just want to cut you off real quick, Lynn. Just if things don't work out for you in life, you have a like spectacular career in narration. Yeah, if I can, if I can get saying, through the laughing yeah, part of the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing funny about this kid dying. No, I'm not laughing no, no, about that. obviously. No, it's a what tragedy. What I'm laughing it's horrible. about is the ridiculous CNN. You, if you don't think that the other side is trying to emotionally gravitate you to feel bad. I don't feel bad for this dumb bitch. She took her fucking gun that she probably has zero fucking training with. She tra- practiced with a gun range. She probably fucking sucks with it. She, she unsafely hid it under her mattress what are you, fucking stupid? How many times did your kids watch you do that, you dumb cunt? And then, and then, your kid gets it, an unsecured, loaded fucking firearm, and kills himself with it. Because you never taught your kids about gun safety. And right. then you hold them in your arms and pray, because you're a dumb cunt who doesn't know anything about fucking medical training. And if you had any kind of fucking, any kind of anything, maybe you could have fucking saved him. And then you get your idiot fucking neighbor who also doesn't know anything and does CPR on probably a gunshot wound to the face. Because most kids shoot themselves in the face. Why do they shoot themselves in the face? Because they can't pull the trigger facing forward. So they turn it around. So they're they can, looking at it. So they can right. pull it with their thumbs. They push the trigger with their thumbs. So more often, than, and they're literally fucking looking at it. So most of these kids who kill themselves are looking at the pistol, pointing in their fucking eyeball. Pointing right at their fucking face. Yeah. And I also want to mention, 380 is like the worst goddamn caliber to fucking defend yourself with. But I'm sure some other fucking idiot yeah, told this the gun fucking like, this idiot is what you need. how to, the right gun to fucking carry. Oh, you need to carry a little concealed carry? It's like, 
look at the look at the the fucking bullshit emotional horseshit that CNN and the title of fucking article. She got a gun to keep her children safe. This is what happened next. Like, shut the fuck up, man. This, this, yeah. is, this is a fucking hit piece, and it's bullshit. And, of course, what do they do? All they put up there is pictures of the kid. I want to picture this dumb bitch so when I see her in fucking public, I can kick her at her stupid twat because she's a moron. And all it is is just one picture of another. If she loved her kid that fucking much, she would have done more to fucking protect him. Yeah. yeah. It, it's You hear about tragedies like this and again we're, we're bullshitting and laughing it has nothing to do with the loss of an innocent life you no, know that's I mean, it's, it's tragic awful. it's fucking horrible this young you know? kid did not fucking deserve to and go out this way these are the things that no like people need to be held accountable right this has nothing to do with the gun it has nothing to do with the gun i i have children in my house quite often when friends bring their, their kids over and i probably have more guns in my mm. house than most people have ever fucking seen in their lifetime, right? And there's a reason why shit doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? We make sure everything gets put away. Everything is accounted for. Hey, let's double check this. Let's double check that. Everybody knows, <clears throat> right? And if something happened, is it the kid's fault? Like, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. Bad. Naughty. No. It's your fault, and you need <clears throat> to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, like, to the farthest extreme, yeah. right? Like, this chick should be fucking put up for murder. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not even kidding. No, yes. Yeah. Like, it's your fu- it's your responsibility that you left this thing out for a child to have fucking access to. Correct. Because, <clears throat> yeah, I'm over at Mark's house. There's everything from MP7s to miniguns to fucking pistols of variety, ARs, all kinds of shit sitting all over the fucking place. When I bring the kids over, first thing Mark does, make sure everything needs to be secured is secured. And then the boys or girls are told... Hey, there's, you know, Mark's got cool shit laying around his house, right? So it's like, oh, there's a an empty used, you know, AT4 launcher or a fucking RPG launcher. Okay, cool. That's what you're allowed to touch. Well, and then they touch that because that's what they're allowed to touch. But they don't walk in. My kids have never walked into your house and picked up your fucking pistols, picked up your rifles. You've got transfers coming in and out for clients or whatever. They don't walk in there and fuck with shit. Why don't they fuck with shit? Well, it's because that's how we raise them. Because that's what they've been taught. Because correct. even from when they were teeny tiny mm-hmm. little kids, we have been telling them, if you see a gun or you're at a friend's house and somebody mm-hmm. ha- and one of your friends pull out a gun, mm-hmm. walk the fuck away and go get an adult. And Absolutely. They, and, and they walk into the garage and the miniguns all propped up on the fucking tripod and they're like, oh, cool, minigun. Hey, Dad. Can, can I touch, touch it? it? Can we touch that? Yes, that is a touchable gun. Go ahead. Yep. You know? Hey, here's how you clear a minigun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you guys ready to learn here's something? Sure Check this out. You know? You know? <laughs> here's your operations for a minigun. Yeah. But the point being is if you're going to have guns and you're going to have people interacting with them and you're going to leave them unsecured, if something happens, it's your fucking fault. Yeah. And I don't care if that's a little kid like this poor kid who's not his fault. That's not his fault. That's his dumb fucking mom's fault. And I'm tired of pretending like it's not the parent's fault that this shit happens. It's the fucking parent's fault. It's their fucking fault. Yeah. I had unsecured guns growing up as a kid. We had guns all over the goddamn place for self-defense, for shooting fucking feral dogs, for doing all kinds of shit. If something would have happened to any of us, whose fault would that have been? It would have been my fucking parents' fault. That's whose, whose fault it would have been. You know how they made sure we didn't do that? 
they taught us all about the guns. Right. And they, and and we were never I was never curious about guns. Correct. All of the mysticism was taken away. These are guns or tools. Is that? Oh this my is gosh. what we use them for. Today as a parent, it's like I carry a gun, Drew carries a gun. The kids know about our guns. They're happy to to look at the guns anytime they want to. They want to go into the safe. They want to, hey, Dad, I want to see this gun. Hey, Dad, I want to see that gun. And that's rare. It's rare they even give a shit because to them. Anymore. They become they kind don't of desensitized. Care. <clears throat> they're like, like, yeah, I've seen that. It's cool. Like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. 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 You know? That's a gun. And I don't touch it. You know, we're camping. I take a rifle. I put it someplace so it's easily accessible because we're out in the middle of nowhere. And it's loaded. It's not secured necessarily, but it is in the way. <clears throat> the, the kids go, they don't fucking touch it. They don't even look at it. They realize it's there, and that's about it. And so yeah. if you're a parent and you're hiding your guns from your kids, get ready for a horrible fucking disaster. Yes. Because they're going to fucking find And it. then assume the responsibility yep. for the action and that was taken. And take the fucking responsibility. Or lack thereof. And also taken. get some goddamn medical training. You know, it's... I think we talked about this the last time CPR I was on, on the... a gunshot uh, wound. For I think the last time I was on the the show we had talked about that you know that this statistically you are more likely to need and use medical response towards somebody than ever using your gun ever i don't know why the vast majority of people who everyone wants to go out and shoot and everybody is so oh i gotta go out and shoot i'm gonna take this class and i need this kit and i need thermal i need you know night vision and this but they don't know fuck all Mm -hmm. about what would you do on a sucking chest wound? What would you do? How do you even handle it? Do you know what to do? Yeah. What do you do if, yeah, hey, listen, someone NDs right into their foot, right? They're probably not going to die. But what do you do? How do we handle this, right? I mean, people do not take the time to do the things that are actually important right in their mind they want to be prepared and i'm ready oh man like world war three is gonna come right and i'm so fucking prepared because i got food rations i got water i got guns i got tons of ammo and i have and i have you know my batteries i'm set i'm ready to go no med kit no med training zero you bought a med kit online because you see the guys that have it on their belt right and they don't know dick about how do you use any of that you know how to put a band-aid on Mm. Some people don't even really actually do that properly. Right. You ever? Sometimes I'll watch people put Band-Aids on, and I'm like, I don't want to be a dick, but... Uh, There's actually a right way to do this. That's not how you do that. Correct. That's actually in, that's actually increasing the potential for infection, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. There's, a, There's like a reason that they add the two white tabs that peel away. I don't know if you know Right. Yeah, we don't peel works, them off and <clears throat> then touch it, you know? Yeah, you it's like there's a reason this touch happens. Touch it and then smash it against an open wound that's actually the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. Correct. What do I know? So on to the next topic. Uh, Larry Vickers kind of got fucked over a little bit. Maybe appropriately, I don't know. You're in the NFA world more than I am. What do you think about this? So I'm a firm believer in not really harping into details about things that you are necessarily you have to be an expert on. But I think this is how you continue to spread misinformation. Mm. There are certain things that I do know in regards to the Larry Vickers situation. Uh, First things first is I know that most of this information that was brought against him 
was all because it was written clear as day in fucking text messages. Mm. So let's just use that to start. Right. Is that, you know, if you're going to do anything that, you know, maybe is kind of shady or a gray area, maybe don't be fucking retarded and put it in a text message. That's the start. Secondly, you know, I think it goes to show that uh, also, not to say that he was either ratted on or who knows, right? But... Maybe it's a good idea to really don't burn bridges and yeah, Yeah. don't maybe burn a bridge or or keep true to, you know, who you keep in company or whatever it might be. And then if you are going to decide to do things that break the law, probably don't text message. maybe but also maybe be a little smart Mm -hmm. about how you're going to break the law. And when I was younger, I think all of us, right, we drank a little bit in high school, right? We probably shouldn't have. But. I had like a very strict rule for myself that if I was ever going to drink in high school, right, my rule for myself was I cannot leave where we're drinking at until the next morning, Mm. obviously. And that was anything. That was like, oh, my older sibling, who's of age, is going to drive us to the McDonald's. I won't go in the car because if your your sister or brother gets pulled over – now there's minors in consumption in the car. Yeah. And even though we're not drinking, we are drunk, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get in trouble. And they're going to pay I, on your brother. And then, yeah. And then next thing you know, then they might get in trouble and I have to deal with my parents. So if I'm going to do something that's bad, let me kind of do it within reason, right? Uh, <clears throat> and, and do everything I can to minimize uh, the possibility for consequence. Um, you know, I, we had talked about being in the SOT world and such. Mm. Outside of the Vickers situation, it opens the doors into obviously SOTs, right? Mm-hmm. We know that right now the ATF has a massive boner for FFLs and SOTs. Open fucking season. It's SOTs open right season. Now. People <clears throat> are getting their license pulled left for and one right, infraction. Right? One infraction. Little things where before, hey, listen, you forgot to check mark this on your 4473. Don't do it again. Hey, you used blue ink instead of black ink. Don't little, do that. little pee-pee slap. Yep. Don't do it again. Now <laughs> it's like, oh, blue ink, one out of 500. You're done. That's it. Wrap it up. This yep. guy's done. Right? That's part of Biden's new like agenda. Mm-hmm. Like, they know that they can't go after your guns in this civilian mm-hmm. world, right? We talked about this earlier. They don't have the money. They don't have the manpower. Nor do they probably have enough people willing to do that. Everybody knows what's going to happen. You start going door-to-door for gun confiscation, people are getting fucking shot. Yo, yeah. 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 And And – but what they can do is they can go after what they control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what they control is the access to your guns, mm-hmm. right? Which, is, all Which the is the dealers, yeah. right? And if they can get rid of dealers and they're going to, that's their first step to gun control. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing that we can do about that, right? And I talk about this all the time. I get, dude, every day somebody messages me. How do I do what you do? I want to be a dealer like you. I want guns. Because what they see is the like they see the machine guns, right. they see this. And it's like, just because you're a dealer does not mean that, oh, it's free access to machine guns. Just because I got my license, oh, that's it, I'm good. I, I got my SOT manufacturing's license. Let me just start making machine guns. No, there are rules to having machine guns and post-sample guns that if the ATF comes knocking, and eventually they will, and they say, you have an M16, why do you have it, Right. Just because you have a license does not give you appropriate reasoning to obtain the gun. Mm. You have to have a specific reason, which is law enforcement sales demonstrations. Um, you, know, you have actual 
signed stuff from Department of Defense mm. that, hey, I'm actually working with them for weapons familiarization. Not that I'm just hosting a bullshit class to teach a civilian about weapons familiarization. It's not, you know, not a enough. justifiable reason. Mm. But if you have Uncle Sam's stamp of approval, okay, this is legit, right? No problem. The vast majority of dealers do not have any of that, nor have they ever done it, nor will they ever do it because they don't have the connections mm. to do it. They just got the license, which thinks, oh, I can start doing machine guns. And when the ATF comes knocking and they start to say, oh, you haven't done any of that? No, well, wrap it up. That's it. You're done. And it's not like, okay, well, now I'm going to go and sell all my stuff and I'll cash out on no letter stuff. It's like, no, no, no. You, we, you have 48 hours to get rid of your stuff. Mm. Yeah. We're not going to give you all this time in the world. That's it. You're done. Right? That I... It's not as free and as easy as some people think that oh, I'm going to get my license and woohoo, it's great, you know? And that's that's the big first step to gun control. And I think you see it now that they tried to go after Vickers before, right? Mm. And he was guilty, right? And they, he had pleaded guilty before. And it was kind of like, whatever, dude. The guy's old as shit. He's got terminal cancer. We don't want to arrest him and take him to prison because mm. then we're then taking on the responsibility for all of his medical treatment. Mm. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let the guy keep doing his thing. Well, now this is not the – this is like the federal government is mm -hmm. coming after him, right? Because what they want to do is they want to make an example out of you. This is a name that everybody knows. Everybody <coughs> knows Larry Vickers. This shit is 100% by design. Like, Correct. This is not something where Larry Vickers is like, oh, he did this – overtly illegal thing and oh yeah he's guilty as charged like look he might have done all this shit I don't know like you said I don't know all the details I'm not gonna sit here and read through all the fucking documents I don't really care enough to do that um, I think Larry's a nice enough guy I got no fucking personal beef with the dude I think he's fine in our industry <clears throat> but this is an opportunity for like you don't think this is targeted they fucking targeted him this is 100% them targeting him and making an example out of him to terrify other FFL dealers. And maybe to even terrify them into not being FFL dealers. Like, there's plenty of, you know, small shops I know, small tabletops that I know who just fucking are like, dude, I'm turning my life. Absolutely. I'm done. I know a I, ton. I can't do this. I can't yep. fight. I mean, dude, I have a friend who's been on the show who literally is a prohibited possessor felon now because his FFL, which he had a shop, his FFL got raided by the ATF. He got hemmed up on a stupid little detail and they just kept charge stacking and charge stacking and dragging out and dragging out and dragging out. Remember, they have unlimited resources, unlimited people, and unlimited time. You don't. Correct. And so if they decide to hem you up, they're going to hem They'll you up. They'll find and something. And sooner they or later, they're going to fucking make you plead out. And finally, after the fucking of two years and all of his money and all of his resources, he was like, I'm done. How do I make the fucking stop? And they were like, okay, here's what you have to plead to. And he pled to it just okay, to fucking make done. it stop because it just, he just couldn't take it anymore. And this is, what I, this is what I've always said is that there's two things they're going to go after. They're going to go after the access, which would be, uh, you know, FFLs, things like that, dealers. And they're going to go after the supply. They're going to stop imports. They're going to shut down manufacturers, right? They're going to find ways to, to just restrict and restrict and restrict. So you have an, a company that might be manufacturing. I'm just making up a number of, let's say, 10 million rounds a year, right? 10 billion rounds, right? whatever number it is. And all of a sudden, because of new regulations, because of new things, of the EPA or new things because of the fucking purple-headed beaver or whatever, you know what I mean? Oh, that's it's endangering the fucking purple-headed beaver fucking habitat or whatever. And then they're going to be like, you can only manufacture so many rounds a year. Like, they're going to do – they're just going to go after 
the access and the supply until they get to the point where you can't get ammunition, you can't buy the guns, and the only place you can get them from are going to be government-controlled places, places like Bass Pro Shop, Cabell's, et cetera, that are owned by these conglomerate boards and, and investor companies. They're not owned by Bob and Cindy anymore. They're owned by you know investor groups. And the government will go to those investor groups and go, you will be our only gun dealers, and you will deal guns the way we fucking say, or else. And places like Bass Pro and Cabela's whatever go, okay. Okay. We don't fucking care. Correct. You know, like, we'll do whatever you tell us to so that we can stay in business. And all the small gun shops, all your tabletops, all those people, all going to be gone, man. They're yeah. all going to be gone. They're just going to fucking shuttle those people down, and it's going to be impossible to manufacture ammunition during the COVID fucking ammo crisis. There was some crazy number. I can't remember what it was, but it was in the millions of primers sitting off the coast down in Texas. Billions. Billions. And there were all these primers sitting off the coast in Texas. That the uh, that the customs department suddenly, after for no fucking reason whatsoever, suddenly decided weren't packaged properly. Even though they've been packaged like this for decades, they suddenly decided, and they had to start ferrying people out there on skiffs every day to hand repackage primers into now acceptable custom fucking packages, customs approved packages, I should say. Yeah, that shit took. Months and months and months to complete. And in the meantime, ammo couldn't be produced because they didn't have primers. And a lot of people don't know that story, but that's what actually fucking happened. Yeah. That's a real and they, and they, fucking and they're thing. They're going to create the problem. And they, yeah, they yeah. just create a problem. They take the customs and they go, look, you guy, we'll fuck your life up. We know you got child support, you got custody with your kids, you got alimony, you got gambling debt, whatever it is. We will, and if you don't think this is how it goes, you're not paying attention. They will go to one guy who's a nobody, and they'll be like, if you don't fucking do this, we will fuck you up. You will end your fucking life. And he goes, I will do anything. Just please don't do that. <clears throat> okay, you have to make this fucking ruling. You have to enforce this new fucking rule. you got to push this through. Whatever the fuck it is. Like, that's real shit. That's how it fucking goes down. It's been going like this forever, it's, right? It's like... But organized crime, but we call it the government. Correct. Yeah, the, 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 the U.S. government is the greatest and biggest fucking mafia to ever, ever. exist, right? But I, I know personally probably two dozen dealers that have been around for a long, long time, right? And almost all of those either completely shut down, not because they were doing anything wrong, because they were like, fuck this industry. Mm -hmm. I'm over it. Yeah, it, it was great. I don't want to deal yep. with it anymore. All of the mm -hmm. bullshit that's coming out. There was times where it was great. We <clears> were making tons of money. You know, it's just not worth it anymore. Everything's One, online. a lot of them like, everything's here. Mm -hmm. Everything's online. Mm -hmm. You get, everything has gone to shit for supply chains. Margins are a motherfucker, mm -hmm. right? You, yeah. you can't sustain. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but start, look around. Most people that you know that if they're an FFL SOT dealer, it's not their only job. No. Majority of them, mm -hmm. the vast majority, also have another job mm -hmm. because that doesn't pay the bills, mm -hmm. right? Some of them, they can sustain because they have a niche market or whatever it might be. The vast majority does not. And you get cut by these guys who all want to get in the industry because it's great. And then you come to see it's not unicorns and fucking rainbows mm -hmm. like you thought mm -hmm. where you're making tons and tons of money. And then you get guys that like we were talking about earlier today about then they go and they shortcut their own business and their industry mm -hmm. by fire sailing shit, by marketing here. And then you get guys that come to me, hey, Mark, how much is uh, 
Surefire muzzle device. It's like hundred sixty dollars shipped. Well, it's one fifty shipped on Amazon. Can you can you match that? Fuck off. No, no, I, I don't. I'm not. Yeah. No, this is the price because I can't compete with Amazon. Right, I'm not selling a million. I will never year be whatever, able yeah. to compete with them. When I order, I order a hundred. They order ten thousand. Right, right. I cannot compete with them, and the consumer is the one that is destroying the own the industry. Mm-hmm. The consumer is right. And then you're going to lose more and more and more and you're going to lose more. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to come a time time when, hey, you know what? Like I got a barrel. I need a barrel installed on my gun. There ain't going to be no one to do it Mm -hmm. because they've all shut down. Mm -hmm. Because you want to nickel and dime everybody. I understand everyone likes to save money, right? But you have no problem going to the grocery store and paying. You don't, you know, haggle with the price at a grocery store. The, the prices are the prices and go and support them if you want to support them, especially in the industry then that you care so you know so much about, right? I'll see the same people go and complain about an accessory price, whatever it is, but then they'll go and spend full dollar mm. on the next stupid fucking Noveski drop, right? Right, right. Of like a dumbass rifle. Or some multicam black, whatever. <clears throat> Retarded. Try something, yeah. right? Because, oh man, it's it's like that, that hypey shit, Come right? It. And they have to have it. I got to have it, right? You... The consumer here ruins the industry. And again, they're, they're more and more, more and more. And then you get the push from the government. And it's you see it here. We talked about if they have like an eye on you, they will dig and they dig and they will find. They find like, oh, dude, this motherfucker. He did not pay a traffic ticket from 18 years ago. Yep. That's Got it. Him. Got him. This opens the door, that's the, that's and the it's, it's our way in. Mm-hmm. And because of that, now we can investigate everything. Remember, like they said, Shug, a nation of laws creates a nation of criminals. All right, so we're going to move on to uh, our independence training gear moment for this week. Uh, is it possible it's the gear's fault? You know, often in training we'll say it's the Indian, not the arrow. And that's not a racist thing, so shut the fuck up. It's just, it, that's a term that we use, right? Is it the person pulling the trigger or is it the gun itself? Is it the equipment? You know, like what's, what's failing here? More often than not, it's the person pulling the trigger. Most of the time. So like if I see a problem with someone shooting, like, hey, my groups are doing this. Like we were just teaching field carbine this last weekend, for example. And we had a couple shooters like, hey, man, my shots are going off to one side all of a sudden, right? We had like no wind. We're shooting out to like 500 yards on 5.56 guns. And they're like, hey, man, my, you know, my shots are going off this side. And it's like, okay, well, there's something wrong. Like, what's, what's going on with the gun? And the, the wind. And I'm like, hey, man, your, uh, your gun is like 45 degrees fucking tilted when you're in this weird position. You know, because we're shooting from field shooting positions, like way up on this hill, shooting down in this canyon. And I'm like, yeah, your, your position sucks. Straighten that gun straight up and down. Straighten your body straight up and down and shoot. Then they straighten it up and it's like ding, 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 fucking center hit. So most of the time it is the shooter, not the equipment. But sometimes it can be the equipment. So what you want to look at is like an elimination of possibilities. If you're having a piece of equipment that's a problem, start eliminating. Typically what I do, right, how I look at things. The very first thing I always consider is, is it the ammunition? If you're not hitting what you want to be hitting, or if you're having a malfunction or anything like that, I look at ammo first, right? Like, what am I feeding the gun? Because that's a huge part. Then I start breaking the gun down, depending on what it is. Is it a gas-operated gun? Is it bolt action? Whatever. I look at the action. Is there a problem in the action? Is there a problem in the chamber? Is there a problem with the action? Is it the gas system? Is it a bolt system? Is it, you know, something not locking up properly? 
So I look at what the action is. After I look at the action, then I look at general maintenance. Like, is this a maintenance problem? Is it not working properly because it's not properly lubed, because the barrel's not clean or whatever? Like, is it one of those? And then I'll go ahead and start moving on to the accessories of things. Like, once we've eliminated the shooter as the problem and we're actually looking at the equipment, then I start looking at accessories, especially if there's an optic involved. And I'll give you guys a really good example of what I'm talking about. So yesterday I wanted to test a couple of rifles. One, I was pretty sure the barrel was shot out in, and I was just testing yesterday, and I was right. The barrel shot out. It's been a rifle I've used for like 15 years. It's, it's due a new barrel. But another rifle, I couldn't figure out what the fuck the problem was with it, you know? I'm, I shoot it. It used to be just absolutely dead tits accurate. And then I go to shoot it yesterday, and 100 yards, I mean like a three-inch group. And then I'd shoot another type of ammo because I'm like trying to eliminate the ammo, and it'd be like a four-inch group. And then be back to like a two-inch group. And then be like a four-inch group. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, man? You know, I'm trying different ammo, and I'm like making sure it's not me and all that. And then I'm like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just, just check all the accessories now, right? Because I've eliminated all the other possible. I had a turret on the optic that's literally broken. When you go to turn the turret, the whole fucking thing turns. Right. Like, so the, the whole hooks. erector is loose and it mm -hmm. actually comes up and down and it wiggles left and right. So what's happening because it's broken is inside the gun or inside the optic. I mean, that fucking reticle is just bouncing Bounce around all over the yep. place because that little turret just bounced around all over the place. And I was like, son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Here's 20 wasted rounds. It took me about four or five round groups to figure that out. Sometimes it's the equipment. So if you feel like you're doing everything right and you're like, why am I still not getting the results I want? I'm doing everything right. Start looking at the equipment and break it down. Like we said, I go ammo first. Then I look at action and chamber and stuff like that. Then I look at general maintenance and then I start looking at the accessories. Is it the optic? Is it this? Is it that? And then just to test myself, I'm like, okay, pull the optic off, flip up backup iron sights. I was shooting an AR with backup iron sights. Flip up the back of iron sights. And I would say, I was actually pretty impressed by my group and my back of iron sights. It's been a long time since old Glenn shot the fucking back of iron sights. Right. And at 100 yards, iron sights, I was just under two-inch group. Pretty fucking excited about that pretty iron sights, to be honest. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now I know. It's not the ammo. It's not the gun. It's not anything. It's just fucking scope. You know, so sometimes it is the equipment. Sometimes it is the gear. So if you feel like you're getting frustrated because something's not performing the way it should be, don't forget it might be the gear. Independence Training Gear Moment brought to you by trainingaz.com. All right. Our topic slash continuation of news stories <coughs> is uh, Mark with Arizona Machine Gun Ordinance, of course, in the studio with us. He's been doing plenty of talking already. But um, Arizona Machine Gun Ordinance kind of break down. People often ask me, what does Mark do? And I'm like, you know, Mark and I have been friends for a long fucking time. And I'm not a hundred percent sure exactly how to describe your business. I'll be like, well, he deals with machine gun stuff, but he also deals with like really high end collector guns, but he's also like kind of like a dealer, but don't go to him if you want shit. Cause he's not into that. And uh, also don't ask him for anything. If you don't actually want it, like don't price check him because he'll fucking black your ass forever. You know what I mean? He doesn't want nothing to do with your fucking price check shit. So it's like, if I go to Mark and I say, hey man, I need a gun. Like the two examples I've used that one time I needed an M17. Right. I was like, hey man, I'm in a bit of a pickle. I got an army, I got an army contract I got to fulfill. I need an M17 to do some training for some army pilots, but like I need it as fast as fucking possible. And Mark's like, how fast? I'm like, <clears throat> I don't know, as fast as you can. I'm thinking like a week or something. 5 p.m. that night, he's like, yo, I have one. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a no shit M17, five mags, holster, everything. I got it all. Just fucking just come by the house, pick it up. It's like, oh shit. And like I was selling a really high end rifle one time, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really like. I don't really know what this gun's totally worth on the market date. It's a very high end rifle. Like I'm not really sure, <clears throat> but I do want to sell it, you know, because I don't really use it, and I'd rather have the money than the gun, you know, in this particular situation. And Mark's like, yeah, okay, cool. It's like. The next morning, he's like, all right, I sold your gun. I have to stack cash fucking house right now. You know, this is like, so what Mark does do, I know, is he's great at knowing everybody in the kind of space, right? But how do you describe your business to people? Because as you said earlier, people are always like, I want to do what you do. And I've seen Mark work. You don't want to do what Mark does. You don't have what Mark has. He's got a whole fucking skill. So what I did with my business, right, when I, and. I get this from every time we've gone out with high-end clients, mm. right? And we ask them, like, hey, dude, like, I'm not asking your secret, mm. but give me some pointers. Give me, give me some tips, right? And I had a client of mine that was like, you know, Mark, when I got into business and I started making really good money, I really <clears throat> did it because I put myself into a small niche, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to do that with your business, you don't, you don't want to be like every other guy with a license or whatever it might be. You need to find your niche. I was like, oh, shit, like. What kind of niche do I want to be in? Well, I want to be in the niche of people with money, mm-hmm. right? Because <clears throat> in this industry, margins are really, really low. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to survive, I need to be in a niche with people with money. So I geared my business towards those individuals, the guys that are like, hey, listen, dude, um, I want X, Y, and Z. Um, yeah, I don't really care what it costs, right? Now, that's to say that, hey, if, if the gun is $5,000, I'm not going to like – it's $15,000. Right, right, right. And then they're like, yeah, man, I'll take it. No. I mean, they're like, listen, no problem. How much is it? I got one. It's $5,500. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. no problem. Right? Here it is. One, two, three. Right? Let's get it done. I'll send you a wire. Bring you cash. Whatever it is. Um, but I am no different than any other FFL SOT. In <clears throat> I can sell anything. Right? But I don't sell Glock. Right. I mean, I can if I need to, if a very close friend or if you call me, hey, man, I need, I need to get a Glock, right, or whatever. I'll order you one. No problem. I tell that, go support your local gun store, the guys that are stocking that shit, right? Mm-hmm. They have overhead. Support them. I can. I don't do that. I deal with the client that has a very specific want. I want I want to build a gun for this purpose. I want this. I want suppressors. I, I do a lot of NFA, particularly transferable machine guns, mm-hmm. um, but more <clears throat> along the lines of the really, really rare shit, mm-hmm. right? The guy's like, I want a transferable 240. And it's like, at the time, a couple of years ago, yeah, I can get you one, about a quarter million. You know, that's what they go for. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Find me one, right? Okay. And a day or two later, say, hey, I got a transferable 240. Two hundred thirty thousand. All right, I'll send you a wire right now. Mm. Yeah, there's no questions asked. I mean, that the I, I don't even want pictures. Right? They know what they're asking for. It's like the guys that go to a, a, a Rolls Royce dealership. Mm. Right? I want a Rolls Royce Wraith. I want it to be black. This, this, this. Done. Right? They don't need to test drive it. No. <clears throat> is it? Yeah. Is when? Just tell me when it's ready. Here's mm. a black card. Right? I said I want to be like a Rolls Royce dealership. Mm. Right? The the customers that I wanted to go after were people with money that knew exactly what they wanted. Uh, and they're prepared to pay for it. I tell everybody, it drives me nuts. If you aren't prepared to pay MSRP for something, why you haven't, like, don't even ask the price. Mm. Now, because anything better than that, which most likely it will be, it's usually going to be priced at retail, right, is better than MSRP. But you should be prepared to pay MSRP. Um, a lot of my business is from government stuff, right, like uh, PD deals, government deals, uh, weapons familiarization training, things like that, because we all know that the government has money 
and they uh, are willing to spend it. But yeah, man, I I, I do everything. I'm a full service gunsmithing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a lot of night vision sales, full <clears> custom <throat> builds. If someone wants like a custom bolt gun, you know, we'll build you a bolt gun, whatever it might be. You want a DMR, you want a new SBR, whatever. Um, yeah, I do everything. The only thing I really don't do is the Title One stuff. And it's easy to find if you guys want to look up <clears throat> uh, Mark's business. It's, just, it's easy. A-Z-M-G-O, like Arizona Machine Gun Ordinance, A-Z-M-G-O.com. Uh, so it's simple. Um, his logo, if you if you look and you see the world's uh, coolest-looking dog uh, with a set of shades on him, it's because that's the world's coolest dog with a fucking set of shades yep. on him. So, uh, so that's one of Mark's uh, doggos, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty cool logo. But the point being is if you need something that's better quality, higher end, it's where we go when we need something. If I need suppressors, I go, "Hey, man, here's what I need." <clears throat> and I don't, I don't know. I've literally earlier today, I'm like, "Hey, I want to get this particular gun for a particular person," and I can't find it. I have a dealer account with a distributor that doesn't have it. So then, like Mark says, I support my local gun shop. They have overhead, so I go to the gun shop, and they can't get it either. So then Mark's literally sitting here at the table. And he's like, "What do you need?" And I go, can I get one of these? This one, I can't find one. It was like five fucking minutes later, Mark's got yeah. a text. It's like, yeah, I can get you one mid-November. Okay. <laughs> like that, that so great. if you need if you need something, but you gotta be ready to pay. Whatever that price is, you've gotta be ready to pay. It, what, it could be five hundred bucks, it could be five thousand, it could be fifty thousand, it could be two hundred and fifty thousand. Whatever it is, you gotta be ready to pay that. And and the it, it's almost like the way I look at your business is almost like a concierge type service. Yeah. Where it's like, hey man, I want this. I need this. I go, hey, Mark, I need this part. And he goes, oh, I have that part. I'll get you that part. Hey, I need this work done on my gun. Okay, it's done. Consider it done. You know, so that's why we send independence training. We send so many of our clients to Mark because we know they're always going to be taken care of. So if you guys are looking for something like that, now you know where to go. But we forewarn them that you can't talk to Mark unless you are ready to buy. Yeah. We warn them about two things, actually, when we send them to Mark. That there's going to be long, lengthy conversations. The the first thing we warn them about is have extra time because Mark's always got some shit to talk about. (laughs) Ah, yeah. You know? (laughs) Listen, it gets lonely, dude. I'm by myself, dude. I'm by myself. It's just me and dogs. You know? I need someone to talk to. Right? I'm in there the middle of summer working the gunsmithing and it's like... Just fucking kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> if I just kill myself, how long would it be for someone found my you know? body? Yeah, it's how uh, much of my body with the dogs eat? It's, it's just rough, you me? know. <laughs> so I need I need someone to dog to. I'm alone. <laughs> I think my brother went and saw you, and he said that he got there at like seven a.m. He left at five a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and we we're just sitting in the front by the pool table, yeah. just sitting there talking. Next thing you know, it's like. Dude, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and Ryan's like, yeah, dude, I know. And I was like, oh, you've been trying to go, have you? you know? <laughs> I'm Middle Eastern, dude. I'm you know, Middle Eastern. You know, that's how you do it. You try to say goodbye, then you walk to the front door. Uh-huh. And then it turns into another 30-minute mm-hmm. conversation. And then you step outside the front door, 30-minute mm-hmm. conversation. Right. Then you get to the car. I the, door the trick. I would do the same thing. The absolute trick, this is what I've discovered. My good friend Mark, here's what I've discovered. To say goodbye to my friend Mark. I give him a hug, and then I turn my back. I have to turn my back because if I turn back around and we make eye contact, and what do I usually do? Shit, I follow you outside the truck every (laughs) fucking time. Every time, follows me outside, and I'm like, don't look in his eyes. It's in my blood. Don't look in his eyes. Don't look in his eyes. You can't see me if you don't move. There's like a T Rex. So I just keep serving people food. (laughs) 
Yeah, Drew just keeps them going. You kind of get you a drink. Can I get you some more food? Yeah, that's Can I get you some drink? Can I get you some more food? Can I get you some more drink? Can I get you some more food? It's the foreign blood, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's and, and and you know, and some people, I think they hear that right. Like, unless you're ready to pay, don't call them. It's not that I'm some asshole. Right. It's I'm a one man show, right? And I do it by myself. I yeah. do all of it by myself. Every aspect of my business mm-hmm. is done by myself. So it's like every person that calls and they ask and they ask a price and so, mm-hmm. well, how much is this? I'm like, you have access to the fucking internet, right? Yeah. You haven't That's looked it price. up. Go look it up, man. Yeah. You know, like do a little bit of research before mm-hmm. you want to, you know, come and ask. Yeah. Then you get the guys, hey, man, do you, do you do you still have uh, something as small as like the fucking hoodie? Someone asked me the other day. He's like, do you have the hoodie? And I'm like, yeah, I have some. He's like, okay, well, if you still have some <clears throat> next Friday, I'd, I'd like to buy one. Why don't you fucking right message me next Friday? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know how many <clears throat> messages I get a day of people calling or DMs or asking questions, mm. whatever it might be. Like, I don't have all the free time in the world, mm. you know. And, and, and you know, I made a post on my Instagram page. Was, that's the reason why I really started actually using my business page was because, unfortunately, this is my mistake, is that I've always just been so, like, welcoming and open to people and giving free information, uh, help, trying to help as many people as I can, Right. And then it's like, well, I, I can't do that. I only have so much time and I need to allocate my time to the people that are there to support you and buy shit, right? Because at the end of the day, I run a business, not a fucking charity, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I try to do everything as best I can. You know, when I package it, I had so many customers like, dude, thanks for like really taking the time to package my upper. Like most would just slap it in a box with a couple mm-hmm. pieces of paper and it's good. You know, here's his <clears throat> paper and bubble wrap mm-hmm. and then more paper and it's really secured and it's duct taped. And it's like, wow, there's a lot of things. like, yeah, man, like you spent money on that. That's how I would want my shit packaged. Mm-hmm. So I'll send it to you. I have people that are like, man, you just sent me a tracking number at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, dude, if I'm awake, I'm available to work, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can text me anytime and you've done it. If I'm awake, yeah, I'll get to work for you, right? Gunsmithing. My turnaround times for gunsmithing is usually about 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Pin and weld, done. Next day, come pick it up. Or customers right there. Like, if I have time, I'll just do it right now. You know, and then you're on your way. I I don't like having a backlog. You know, I like little things where I see dealers like that. They have a backlog. How do you have a fucking backlog on that? Just get it done. You just knock it out Mm -hmm. and be done with it. You know, get it out next customer. You don't have to worry like, oh shit, I got to get all this stuff Mm -hmm. done. I'm a human being. Sometimes it takes me a little bit. Sometimes to ship packages if something comes up and it's like, fuck, dude, it's 4.30. I can't go to the post office, mm. you know? Got to do it tomorrow. And I'll send them a message. Hey, dude, I'm really sorry. You know, I'm a little bit late. And there's times that depending on what the item was, if it was like a big ticket item, you know, it's like, hey, dude, I know you you paid for regular shipping. I'm actually going to overnight it to you. Mm. You know, <clears> I, I took a couple days to get it to you. I, I'm sorry. That's on me. Mm. You know, I fucked up. You know, when, when I asked you to give me the money, you didn't say, hey, man, give me a couple days. You paid right away. Mm-hmm. So that's on me. I'll eat that cost. I'm going to overnight you your shit, you know? Like, it's almost like the, the, the above and beyond service. And that was what, I, you know, I, I envisioned for my business of how I wanted to be portrayed mm-hmm. because I wanted to attract a certain customer. Mm-hmm. So, And it's interesting, the other night uh, after class, we had – a couple of our uh, students kind of hanging out with us and we were drinking, drink a couple beers and Drew, I was feeding them. Drew as usual <laughs> was doing her Serbian thing and making a ridiculous amount of food for everybody. And we're kind of hanging out talking and, and we got to talking about customer service. You know, I was like, the, I think the topic we actually ended the night on was like customer service and, and how rare it is to have good customer service and what people don't realize that they're paying for when they're paying uh, whatever price it is they're paying is you should be buying service. Correct. Along with buying a product, if I go into a shop and, and I'm not treated well, I don't want to shop there because what I'm paying for 
is service. I came in here to ask you a question. I'm paying for service. So if I come to you and it's like, okay, the muzzle device is whatever, 160 instead of 150 like I can get on Amazon, that extra whopping $10 is what I'm paying for for service for you to tell me, hey, dude, that's actually not what you want. You, what you want because you just told me what you're after, you know, and Mark's done this for me before on muzzle devices or things like that where I'm like, hey, uh, this is kind of what I'm after. I think I want this. And he goes, yeah, you don't want that. What you actually want is this. Okay, that's where my extra money's going. That's and this where, is why. <clears throat> and this is why you want it. Yeah, you always know the why, but it's like, and this is why you want that. You know, when we do machine gun rentals, you know, which we do all everything independence training does, machine gun rental stuff is all done through AZMGO. And so we do machine gun rentals. When Mark shows up, he's got whatever we asked for. And then he's got more shit. <laughs> and he's got more shit because he's there ready to offer service. Maybe a gun goes down. And that's not common with Mark's guns because he takes good care of his stuff because he's interested in good service. But if a gun does happen to go down, sometimes shit happens. Boom, we got another gun running. Because yep. service is everything. And so, boom, the next gun's running. And we fucking climb, barely even knows anything happened. You know, oh, what, what happened with that gun? Doesn't matter. It's gone. New one's in. You right. know, and they're shooting whatever. Yeah, that was a little different. This is a new whatever, you know, if that needs to happen. And then there's, oh, you, are you ready for extra ammo? Well, we have extra ammo. Like, if you want to shoot more, we can shoot more. There's, there's always a service element. And that service idea, um, the idea of, like, taking care of the client, taking care of the customer, is something I think, especially in businesses, is so fucking lost on people. It, it's, I, I ordered something the other day. And I'm so used to Amazon-style ordering, right? I want this, click, buy, send, done, right? I get the thing, whatever. I ordered something the other day, and uh, I made a mistake. I put in a wrong coupon code. It was a sale. I put in the wrong code or something like that. And within 10 minutes of my order... I was, like, so amazed, I called Drew and told her about it. I was at the yeah. office here, and I was so amazed. I'm like, I have to fucking tell you about this. Within 10 minutes of placing my order, I had an email in my inbox from a client – or, from, excuse me, from a customer service people, person going, I think you messed this up. Is this what you wanted? And I was like, oh, shit. No, actually, I wanted this. And they were like, no problem. And it actually cost them money because then when they put in the right coupon code, I actually got an additional product – for free, which was the a buy one, get one thing. Yeah. I got an additional product for free, which means that I actually paid them less money. And then they resubmitted the order for me on my behalf. They did everything I needed to do, sent me a new receipt, and then sent me a follow-up email that said, hey, if you didn't get the new receipt, if you didn't get the new order status, please email us, let us know, but everything should be taken care of. You're good to go. And I was like, this company sells literally one product. They sell one fucking product. They have no anything. They have one fucking product on their whole website. It's a very specialized thing. And I'm like, I will be buying shit from this company forever for the rest of my fucking life. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing. Majority, like the, the vast, vast majority of my customers have been buying with me from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, no, nah, man, like I'll only buy from you. I mean, I have customers that's like, hey, Mark, I, I want X, Y, or Z product. It's like, I don't have it in stock right mm -hmm. now. I can order it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, man, no problem. Go ahead and order it for me. And it's cool because it's like, they could also just go online and order it. Yeah. They could go on to Amazon <clears> or <throat> find it online from another deeper. Like, no, dude, like I buy my shit from you. Yeah. You know, I don't mind waiting. You know, I want to buy it and I want to buy it from you, mm -hmm. you know? And it's been cool. It's been a pretty fun and interesting journey, you know, in, in 
the business, you know. But I will say, I mean, uh, in customer service, I'm not always the nicest guy. I mean, there's been a lot of people that have told the fuck off, you know. Yeah, but, uh, here's, the, here's, but what, here's what people don't understand about customer service. Good customer service doesn't mean that you're a yes man. Correct. That is not good customer service. Good customer service sometimes telling is telling someone you're making a bad choice, you're an asshole, uh, I don't want to deal with you, and goodbye. I've been and business, I do that a I've lot. I've been in business for 15 years. I have fired clients. You know, oh, I do all the time. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. like I said, just like mm-hmm. you said, I, I have had plenty of customers that have called and they've asked 10,000 questions mm-hmm. and they never buy. Yep. And then the time comes, like, hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm ready to buy. And it's like, dude, I've, I have 86 to you. I have yeah, no interest in I selling have to you. Like, no I, interest I, dealing with I you. I have lost money to you mm-hmm. already by yeah. taking all of the time mm-hmm. out of my day, answering your questions, sending you a thousand pictures of mm-hmm. like, can you send me a picture of that? Can you send me a picture? Oh, what's the difference? And I'm doing all this work for you because at the end, I'm doing it because I expect there to be a sale or I at least hope there will be. Right, where a lot of people could say, "Well, that's just business," you know, like you, you gotta you gotta sell them on something, mm-hmm. and I could agree with that to a degree. If I had like a full business where I had employees, it's like, yeah, man, like send on the pictures. That's what I'm paying you for. It's just me. I don't have all the time in the world to allocate, you know, to answering everybody's questions. Mm-hmm. If I did, I would uh, not have a business. And what interesting too is when you look at customer service and quality of clients. I would say my best clients ask me the least questions. And I don't mean that by saying, like, they fucking ask me. They give me the least amount of troubles. They ask me the least questions. But when they ask a question, it's pointed. Correct. They know exactly what they're looking for. Now, it doesn't mean they're not asking my opinion on something. They may be like, hey, man, I'm really considering a new optic for my rifle. And I'm hung up on this versus this. What? What's your opinion? If they're coming to me. I am a subject matter expert on right. the topic. I will help you make the choice. Okay, what's your context? What are you trying to accomplish, et cetera? I want that over the client who's like never done anything with me, usually done like one class, right? Or, you know, seen me a time at an event or whatever. And is like, I'm looking for a new red dot. Which one should I get? Like, dude, you just opened up Pandora's Correct. box of, I have eight questions for you before I can even answer that fucking question. I will give you a perfect example because this literally happened to me last week. I had a customer said, hey, listen, I'm building a new DMR gun that you know, I'm building for him. And he said, I'm, I'm hung up between two optics, okay? I want a Leopold Mark V HD or a Night Force Attacker 4 to 16. What do you think? Night Force Attacker 4 to 16. Right? And I was like, dude, I'm a Night Force snob, <laughs> but I've used them both. Uh, I'm a Night Force snob mm-hmm. myself. I think that the Night Force would be the better fit mm-hmm. for for this optic. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, oh, all right, no problem. Order for it. DMR right? attacker. He said, no problem. Order yeah. it. I was like, all right, cool, mm-hmm. done. Then I had another customer ask me, literally the same day, hey, I'm I'm looking at optics for these guns, and I'm you know, what do you think of these three optics? Okay, and it was a Night Force uh, two to twenty, a Night Force attacker four to sixteen, and a Leopold Mark V. I said, okay, no problem. So I start giving them the pros and the cons of each one, what I think. And his literal response after going back and forth after that was, okay, but like I also heard that the uh, Vortex is better. You're like, dude, we just went down a different road. And and I was like, (laughs) are you a fucking idiot? I should charge you right now for wasting my time. If you wanted to talk about that, why was that not included, included in the, first, in the beginning? The first message, exactly. And then, again, that people want to come mm. and they want to ask you, and then they don't want to take the advice. Mm. 
and then roll off with their own things. Like you didn't ask me that. You asked me for my advice. I mm. gave you my advice, mm. right? You asked me for what type of, <clears throat> what would optic would I put on this gun? That's what optic I would put on this gun. That's it. And here, here's why that matters from a customer service perspective, I think, is that means you came to this discussion with some ammo, meaning you already looked at all this shit. You looked at them. You compared. And either you couldn't understand the differences, which is okay. That's why I'm here. You couldn't quite figure out which one was best for you. That's okay. That's why I'm here. Or you just wanted my professional opinion. That's okay. That's why I'm here. But you looked at them first. You did, a, you did the legwork and then came to me with an educated question. Those are my best clients. And I'm not saying these are the clients that even spend the most money with me. I'm just saying these are my best clients. Right. My clients are the best are like, okay, I did all the fucking research. I looked into all of the things. I'm looking at new pistol optics. I like this one. 3MOA versus 6MOA dot. What do you think? That's a question I want to answer. Absolutely. Here's a question I don't want to answer. I'd like to get into red dot pistols. Which one's the best? Uh, I, dude, that's like going, I'd like to buy a car. Which one should I get? <laughs> like, Correct. Okay. And I have the answer is 12 the- fucking questions for you before I can answer this question. And then you spend all that time. And it's, it's a fucking inevitable, dude. I will spend all the time answering like to those types of clients. I will spend all the time no answering problem. all the fucking questions because yep. I do it. That's what I do. I've been doing it for... 15 fucking years. Like, I will answer all the fucking questions. I'll get in this big, long, drawn-out conversation. And at the end of the conversation, 90% of the time, they do not get what I fucking no. finally and, and came I, to the conclusion they should get. And what I tell them all get. the time is that really, and I, when they, when I have had customers say shit like that, right? Well, this one was on and, sale, and so I, I bought say, that. And I Fuck! Say, so you actually already had your decision yeah. made. Yeah. You, then why did you come to me? You didn't like the answer that yeah. I gave you. You were hoping so I was like you're trying you. to like feed me into <laughs> agreeing with you. It's like, well why don't you just fucking tell me that? Yeah. Right? Like let's not waste my time yeah. or yours. Yeah. You yeah. know? Oh, all the time. And then I'm like from this point forward, please don't come back. All right. <laughs> That's like please don't come back. Just ask me educated questions. Correct. All I care about is asking me educated questions. Yeah. Or when people come to you they're like, okay, I'm thinking about building like, you know, a DMR. All right, cool. Sweet. All right. I'm thinking about the Vortex 1 is 6, okay. A loophole 4 to 16, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Or a red dot. What do you think? I'm like, I don't think. I don't think about that question at all. That's an insane question. Yes. I'm not going to fucking answer it. Come back to me when you've done some kind of fucking research. Correct. Fact that you just gave me three entirely different fucking options that have nothing to do with each other. At all. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're it's in like, different planets, dude. Yeah, dude. Where I can't even fucking answer that question. I don't even know the context of what you're trying to accomplish. I don't, I have no idea. Like, Educated question. And then it's like, well, I'm coming to you for your help, man. You're an asshole. It's like, right. <laughs> that's okay, dude. That's all right. It's it's tough, too, because, like, I, I do, I genuinely love helping people, which is why I'm in the business I'm in. I, Absolutely. I, I believe my purpose from God is to is to help people. That's honestly what I believe my, my whole purpose on earth. I used to believe differently. Now I believe that. Like, my purpose on God is to help people. Or from God, I mean, is to help people. And... So I like helping people. So when people ask me questions, I want to answer them so fucking badly. And sometimes, like, I'll get emails that I have to sit on for a while because I'm like, I'm not in the right mood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to answer to this email. To go down email. this hole. You know what right I mean? Now. So let me just 
I'm going to answer this email tomorrow. Let me put that on the back yeah. burner. And so if you've ever received a late email from me, please don't think that's you. Sometimes I'm just really fucking busy, okay? So it's not you. I'm not putting you on the back burner because I don't like your question or anything like that. Sometimes I'm just crazy busy, and I realize, I think, I'll do it tomorrow. And then next thing I know, it's November. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> like, oh, shit, it's November. Tomorrow was three fucking weeks ago. I'm so sorry I'm late on your email. So sometimes that happens to me, honestly. But... Also know that yeah, if I take a long time to answer your technical question, it's possible you're this person. So if you look back at your question, you're like, oh, shit, it was a shitty question. Know that you're who I'm talking about. All right. Like, <laughs> I fucking hate that shit. When someone just gives me the most bold fucking variety of, I'd like to start training. Okay. What class should I take first? All of them. Yep. Everything on the calendar. Just sign up for everything. Every single one. That's the, yes. my best option. That's the best, my best choice. You're going to give me no other information. I don't know if you have fucking one hand and six toes. I have no idea what you're fucking looking yeah, for. Do you even have a gun? I don't even, I don't even shot a gun? Where are we? Where are we from? starting? Yeah. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's like, yep. it's like, dude, just come to me with some educated shit. So with all that being said. Now that we've uh, totally made fun of our clients sort of accidentally. <laughs> I love all you guys. Right? I love them all. <laughs> now, I will say, all right, there's two things about Mark's hoodies that you have to know about. The first thing about Mark's hoodies, the AZMGO hoodies, is they have the coolest fucking logo on them. And they are they do. literally the warmest hoodie that I own. Uh, all summer long, they are our, so our children comfortable. fought over hoodies last year. If they lost or misplaced their hoodie, they were stealing each other's hoodies, and it became a point of conflict in our house, just so you know. It's very comfortable hoodies. I don't know where you got them from. They're fucking comfy. They're nice, huh? You need here's to make the, little kid ones because the boys in Gatorator also requested here's the, some. Here's They're the, nice. They're here's the second thing you need to know about They're the hoodie. They're the best. Right? If you have some kind of weird, large-shaped head... Yeah, yeah. You ain't getting it through that fucking hole. Yeah, for whatever reason. <laughs> Luckily, the, I do the, not have a weird shaped head. The neck was really, really tight. And you, when you're pulling it through the neck, you're like, I really want to put this hoodie on. Like, if you don't really want to put a hoodie on, right. you're not putting this hoodie no. on. No. Yeah, it's not just like a throw it on and go. But once it's for on, whatever reason, it's comfortable I was like, man, as fuck. this neck is tight. I think some of them, one of mine, I, I put like a little slit right here yeah. in the neck, you <laughs> know? Opened it up a little bit. But I was like, once you get it on, you're like, man, this is a nice hoodie. They are fucking nice. It's comfortable yeah. and it's super warm. I. They're, they're dude, I don't want to like you know tip my. We hat, literally wore them nice. during our elk hunt. I think Drew was yeah yeah some of the photos of Drew. Oh, at NRL Hunter, that's when it was. Drew and I were both wearing the NRL. Oh yeah, yeah, those yeah photos. Photos. It was we were, fucking snowing. We were yeah. twinning. Yeah, yeah, it was snowing, it was snowing. and that's snowing. all we wore because it was so, so warm and comfortable. Yeah, comfortable. I love those hoodies. So part of the topic that we want to talk about with uh, with Mark, so we have like five minutes left now, is uh, <laughs> is like why you're not as prepared as you probably think so. You know, and and. We were talking on the phone, I don't know, about a week ago or so, a couple, couple weeks ago. And Mark was like, dude, I'm thinking about maybe, like, should I start a podcast? I don't know, because Mark used to do this cool thing on Instagram called, what was it called? Like Mark, Mark at Night? After Dark. Mark After Dark. Mark After Dark. So Mark After Dark was this thing like on, his, shark after dark. on his Instagram where he would just answer questions and stuff like that. Like like we do, when we do our lives, we usually just do, like, big Q&As. And it's a lot of fun. And, again, because Mark's like us and he likes to help people, we enjoy doing those kinds of things. And we take our time. We're not getting fucking paid for that, right? So it's like we're taking our free time on a Tuesday night or whatever, and we are answering questions. And so he's like, I really enjoy doing that, but I want something that's like a more, like I reach more people. What do you think about starting a podcast, you know? And I'm like, well, what would you talk about in your podcast, Mark? What would you talk about? And he's like, well, 
I would just talk about like how fucked up people are. I'm like, <laughs> all right, you should be a guest on our show again. That's pretty much all we talk about. So, so the idea of people are not as prepared as they think they are. What what does that mean to you? Because you deal with a wide variety of people. Mindset. And what I get onto with mindset is I think so many people are so set. And we talked about this in the last podcast with with equipment, right? That they're like, no, man, if that guy breaks in my house, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to shoot him in the face. And it's like, no, you're not. No, you will not. You will not do that. Okay? I don't care, like, how good of a shooter you are. It's not going to happen. But I think the set is right now is mindset, where the, there are things that are happening in our country and the world that if you would have asked yourself, now you guys are older than, a little bit, well, not you, but sure. you, <laughs> Glenn, you're yep. a little older than me, yeah. right? According it, to you, I'm like fucking 50. Dude, 50, Mark I, tells clients I'm fucking 50. I swear I all used the to time, think dude. it. I used to think that, I was like, dude, he's, he's the math. He's got kids and all these kids. He was in the military. I think Glenn's like 53. Dude, that was, <laughs> that was like 10 years and ago. And I was like 30, right? yeah, I was like 30, 35 years old. And Mark Waddell Klein's is like 50. People would be like, you look really good. And I'm like, thanks, man. And like, you look really good for your age. And I'm like, I'm like 32. And they'd be like, oh, Mark said you were like 50. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I do, I, I do, I do I look good for 50. Dude, as true, at your birthday, oh. I literally was in a discussion with your parents. And you I, thought, I thought yeah. it was an inside gig thing that this was like your 40th birthday. And I was like, not really. How old is he? And your mom's like 40. And I was like, not really. How old is he? And she's looking at me like... Honey, like, I birthed him. Yeah. I know how old he's he is. He's 40. And I was like, no, this is like a family inside joke, right? Like, he he's not 40. How old is he? And your dad's like, well, it was a cold, snowy day. Yeah. I was like, here we go, right? Yeah. But, but you know, I, I, I talk about new <clears throat> mindset, right? Is that, like, people, their mindset in, in what's going on. If you would have asked yourself 10 mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. would anything that's happening right now happen? You'd be like, never. No way. It's not possible. Not, at least not in America. It's never mm-hmm. going to happen here. Well, holy shit. Look at where we are. Look at everything that's happening, right? And you see it in the world and how people are and like how good we have it here, right? Mm. That the rest of the world, while we're talking about, you know, whether a boy has a penis and a girl has a vagina, and that's our big problem here, right? There's literally children in other countries that have fucking cut somebody's head off. Right. And they are coming for you. Right. Right? It's a matter of time, but they are coming for you. They are committed to ending your way of life. Mm. Right? And you and think. And they believe it in their heart. Wholeheartedly. Right? Where, you know, if you were to take some of our highest ranking government officials, right, mm. where they should be so in love with the country, not the job, but the country. Mm. And you're like, listen, for the sake of the country and for what we believe in, I need you to kill yourself. They'd be like, what? Why? Why? Me? No, I can't. I got kids. I got a Mm. family. And you go to these people that are your quote-unquote enemy. I need you to blow yourself. They're going to be like, thank God. I've been waiting for this moment. I've been waiting for this moment. I've been waiting. My son, Mm. he's seven. He's ready too. Mm. Right? And they'll do it. Mm. No problem. And they're going to be praised for it. Mm. Right? And they believe it's the best thing that they could ever do. And really, you know, I, I mean... I never served in the military, okay? I don't want people to think that, like, oh, I've been to war and I've seen combat. I haven't. And I'll never, you know, say that I have or anything of the sort. No. I am, though, the first generation 
in my family born in America. My dad's from the Middle East. My dad's from Baghdad. My dad fled Saddam with his family when he was 18. Um, my mom's side of the family survived the Armenian-Turkish genocide. I grew up my whole life hearing the stories and the atrocities of the Middle East and, mm. and what life was like. You know, Not to say that you know, it was this horrible life and we had no freedoms and this and this, but it was not all you know, unicorns and rainbows like we have here, mm -hmm. right? And if you were to ask them, this is what they are willing to do, where we want to go to war and you want to survive. <clears throat> I want to come home to my family and my wife and kids. They don't. They want to die. Right when they come home, it's like, why the sad face? And it's like, oh, I didn't die today. Right, you know. Yeah. You look at all of these old <clears throat> warriors, right, from old civilizations. Now, again, this is old civilization, but again, this is where like civilizations come from. The Sioux Indians, right? I, I have a whole thing that I've been wanting to do forever, but I made my first round of stickers. But it's it's they, there's a Sioux Indian war cry called Hokahe, mm -hmm. and Hokahe means it's a good day to die. Right, and they would, you know, yell this as they were riding their horses into battle. That you think of like the Vikings, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh shit! Like, give me my sword. If I drop it, give me my sword. Or else I'm not. I, I need my sword to go to Valhalla. I'm not gonna give them all. Right? Yeah, I, I want to die. Like, this is like an honorable death. You know, to really come to terms with like all the things that you think is gonna happen. You have all the guns in the world, and everybody's focused, like I said, on the next stupid fucking Noveski drop, mm. but they have no clue about medical. They have no clue about anything. I asked so many people, yo, you're ready, right? You're so ready. How many of you have disabled children, right? And and nothing to take or away from who's on like- relying on medication. Correct, but nothing to take away from like Mike or Grantham's latest video. I think it's cool, it's great entertainment, but he you know put out this whole video about like how to evade an army, right? Things like that, it's cool, it's great entertainment, it's wonderful. It's not fucking practical. One, majority of the people couldn't even run a fucking mile, nor do they have any of the equipment. And it, the way that it's put, that's like how you're gonna evade maybe by yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But if majority of people here how many people do you know that were like totally against the vax, right? Totally against it. But they're like, fuck, dude, I had to get it. I was forced to get it because of my job. Mm. I'm like, no, because you're a fucking pussy. Nobody was forced to do it. Right. People chose. Ultimately. To do yes. It. Ultimately, it was still a choice. I'm neither here nor there. Your choice. But don't fucking say it's anything other than it was. Correct. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if you still did. Chose. If you did, great. If you didn't, great. I really don't care. But the reality is that these are the same people that are totally ready. Like, man, if the, the fucking battle comes here, I'm ready for World War III. Dude, you sleep with a fucking nightlight on. Right. You are not ready. And you think that you are, right? Again, like, you weren't even willing to be like, oh, my family. I, I had to, I was going to lose my job because of my family. Then go get a new fucking job. Leave and, like, stand up for the things that you believe in. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the enemy that's coming for you, and we see it, they're mm -hmm. fucking coming, right? I think they just put out a whole article the other day about all the, you know, the, the uh, illegal immigrants mm -hmm. that were just recently caught. And how many of them Are Syrians? were terrorists. Mm -hmm. And that's who they caught. Yep. Right? How many of them are already here? And, again, that's the – what people don't understand about the enemy in the Middle East is that – they're patient, right? They're willing to play the long game. They've been doing this for centuries, for millenniums, thousands of years, right? This is nothing to them. Our country has been around for a few lifetimes. When you think about it for real, 
our country hasn't even been around for three centuries. Not even three centuries. Correct. There are empires that have risen and fallen in longer time. There, there's, there's entire world history segments where entire empires, people can, can trace their roots back for hundreds, even thousands of years into these empires. They're kings and they're, we've been around for 250 fucking years. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what being patient like that looks like. No. Or, or the hardships that people actually go through in life, right? Or how many people here, you know, want to complain. And again, this is, I don't want this to sound at all like I'm like anti-American. I'm not. Like I, I love this country. There's no other place in the world that I'd want to fucking live, mm-hmm. right? But you look at it like a lot of places in the world, these people have nothing to lose, right? So if they want to fight or whatever it is, they will fight. And they're going to be willing to be extremely violent because they have nothing to lose. Mm. That, And I just see it more and more right now where there's people talking, again, about like the upcoming battle and the mm. upcoming war and all the stupid fucking memes that are posted. Like, like, you know, I see these memes that are posted of, you know, there's some, you know, tier one operator guy and he's – you know, tiny little shorts and no shirt on and his New Balance shoes. And it's like, you know, dad barbecue at 10, killing jihadis at you know, noon. Right, right, right. And right. I'm like, yeah, it's all fun and games. But like, you know, there's quite a few tier one operators that lost their life in the <clears throat> war to some guy in his fucking man jammies. Mm-hmm. The, the guy that you want to talk shit about, mm-hmm. right? They're not stupid. No. These people are not dumb. You know, not to get into the whole politics side of the Gaza and, and Israel side, but these people made functioning rockets out of dug up water pipes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Functioning fucking missiles. Oh, yeah. They're not dumb. They're extremely resourceful, right? They've been living in. I was talking with a buddy yesterday, or two days ago, and he had a friend that was overseas serving. And he's like, you know, it was a turning point in the war for me. He said, we captured this jihadi guy, and on him, he had a knife that he carved a wooden handle out of a stick of wood from a tree and he used like a tuna can that like a you know a US soldier like threw in mm-hmm. the street and he used a fucking rock to beat it and shape it into a blade mm-hmm. and he made a functioning like folding blade and he's like the thing was fucking razor sharp and he's like when i saw that i was like this is why we'll never win this mm-hmm. war we throw away our trash how american Citizens look at things. Our trash. Our expenditures on taking our families out to dinner. Our vacations. This whole way of life that we lead. The majority of the rest of the world doesn't know about. And they hate you for it. And they hate you for it in a way that you can't comprehend. You were talking about, you know, being ready for things. And I remember I was talking to a a group of people one time doing some training, some emergency response stuff. It was general emergency response training. It was like how to be prepared for natural disasters and things like that. And it was for a a church organization. So I'm pretty soft-handed. I'll be honest, I'm super soft-handed when it comes to churches. Most churches aren't ready for fuck all. If I can be just honest, they're not ready for fuck all. Their security teams are a fucking joke for the most part. 
They don't. Uh, they're, they're not actually trained. They're just a bunch of fucking old dudes with concealed carry licenses. They don't practice together. They don't train together. Most of them don't practice fighting. A lot of them are out of shape, et cetera, et cetera, right? Now it's great. Okay, cool. Say they have guns, but I don't really give a fuck about guns. People think you need guns to kill people. You fucking don't. I'll make a fucking blade out of a fucking tuna can, like you said, right? So, like most churches, we have to be super soft with. My softest clients are churches. Those are my softest clients. That's, and that's the fucking truth. So we're doing this at this church. And every now and then, I just get annoyed during training. So I'm teaching this class, and I keep having these fucking people keep making these comments about this, about God, and God will protect us, blah, blah, blah. And I go, can I ask you a question? Like, we're talking about emergency response and everything, right? Can Can I ask you a question? Yeah, and I go, are you willing to blow yourself up for God? And they were like, what? And I go, would you be willing to put a bomb on your body and blow yourself up just in an open field by yourself, just you? And they were like, no. Okay. What if you could kill the enemies of God? Would you blow yourself up if you kill the enemies of God? And they were like, well, no. Okay. So I go, I'll share a story with you. <clears throat> it's a personal story, but I'm going to share a story with you. I have a very close friend of mine that I – spent time with, that after I was gone and done, spent some time in Iraq. And this is a comment that I've made to Drew several times where it's called, and I've, I think I've shared it on the show before, I think I have, about the bomb in the belly. And the bomb in the belly concept is you can't reason with people that don't think like you. And so this very close friend of mine is on a dismounted patrol in Iraq, and they're getting back in their Humvees when a bomb detonates. Now, it doesn't kill any Americans. It, it injures a couple of them, and it kills several locals because it's a big bomb. And here's what they figured – here's what they found out happened because they were able to apprehend one of the bomb makers. The bomb makers, because they believed in their effort so much – their, their cause was so important. They grabbed a local boy who belonged to a different tribe and thus was not a human being to them. Imagine that. You can imagine that. If you're listening to this podcast, you cannot fucking imagine what I'm about to say. You can't fucking imagine it. I dare you to fucking try. That you grab a little boy, six, seven years old, who you don't see as a human being because he belongs to a different tribe. While he's still alive, they sedate him. They cut open the skin of his belly. They put a bomb inside of him. He's now a walking bomb. They sew him back up crudely, painfully, horribly. They binge him up enough that blood doesn't show through his clothes, and they put big towels over him. And then they tell him to go give this candy to those Americans or we're going to kill your mom and dad. And so he does what he's told because he's a little fucking kid. He's in tons of pain, but they've also put a bunch of drugs in the system, so he's loopy as shit, I'm sure. And he goes over to the Americans, and when he gets close enough to them, they remote detonate him. So I tell the story in a church. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, your people are staring at me like, what? And I go, you can't imagine what I just said. You can't imagine it. I'm telling you, you fucking can't. I can't imagine it. 
No, because we're fucking numb to mm-hmm. it here. Like yeah. this is to us here. It's like it's <clears throat> it's unfathomable. Mm-hmm. Like it. it but you, that's your enemy. Correct. But that's daily life mm-hmm. for these people. For other parts for of the world, other parts that's of the every world, day. Every single day. Yeah, all they've done and all they know is war and destruction Terrorism. and chaos. What we consider a terrorist attack. Just another fucking day on the Gaza Correct. Strip, baby. That's it. And that's every day. So these people are hardened to it. Mm-hmm. We're here. It's like people would fucking crumble. If your internet went out. Yeah. I, dude, I'm guilty of it. I'm sitting there we all playing are. Xbox yeah. and, no, no, no. you know, my internet goes out and I'm like, you know, sitting there mad. I'm like, first of all, call it Microsoft. Let me speak to fucking Bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And I'm like, why is this not working? Oh, it's Cox. My bad. Call it Cox. Why am I paying for this service and it's not working? You need to get the truck out right fucking now and fix it. Right. You know, and it's like, holy fuck. And then you sit back in, in, in recent right now and you're like, dude, I need to start getting some, the, the proper mindset. You know, and getting into the side of, will this ever happen? Probably fucking not. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather be, you know, I don't really call it my pants down. That if you want to, in your <clears> mind, and you really think that you are prepared, that if bad things happen, I am prepared to, like, take a life. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what do we all have our guns for, right? We're all like, <clears throat> my second amendment. I know my rats, no, you know? it's just to kill people. And rats. it's like, you, you, well, then if that's the case, like, Bullets should have been flying a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we have our guns for tyrannical government and things like that. It's too late for that. We missed that You missed boat. that boat. Been a long you time. You fucked up then. Been yeah. a long right? time. So all the whole talk is all nothing yeah. but talk, and they know that. Oh, yeah. They'll know you're not going to do oh, yeah. shit. So you, now you're saying that you're going to be ready, mm-hmm. just like when we saw the videos from, you know, in Israel, where these guys are perishing from the sky. It's Red Dawn. Oh, man, this is why I need my AR-15. And it's all great, and it's all memes, because you sit in the comfort of your fucking home. Yeah. yeah. You know? With the AC blasting. But again, these people are willing, and they're... You know what the most popular name last year in Ireland was? The most popular mo- like male name? name? Yeah, the in, m- in most Ireland? popular male name in Ireland last year. No. no. Muhammad. Get in fucking here. Ireland. Really? Yep. The most popular male name last year in Ireland was Muhammad. I'm Googling this. Yes. It's fucking crazy, right? I'll but be again, damned. these people are going and they're spreading. They really believe in their way of life, right? I look at things like this, and I get, I don't want to get as, it. as Mark says, these people, remember, Mark is Iraqi. <laughs> yeah, I'm Middle East. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 <laughs> Middle East. Ethnic. Yeah, yeah. But, but, no, no, is, is that, and again, I'm not, this has nothing to do with like, let's get in a religious debate. Is, mm. No, no, no. Is that in Christianity, how many different types of fucking churches are there, right? And it's like, oh, we're not that type of Christian. We're this type of Christian. We're this faith. We're that. In Islam, there is one faith. Now, there's the sides that is, you know, very radicalized, and there's those that don't believe in, you know, violence, you know, but again, there's only one where everything here now, it's very separate. Oh, we believe, we believe in this. We believe in that. So mm-hmm. who gives a fuck, dude? You, you either believe or you don't believe, right? These people are willing to come and they want to kill you. And it's a matter of time before they do. Again, they play the long game. If mm-hmm. it means that, hey, listen, five generations from now, we are going to breed and have children and they are going to have children and they are going to have, we're going to create a new, they will do that. Mm-hmm. Right? It's no different than what the Taliban has done now and then they mocked you for it. Mm-hmm. Right? They've been fighting. Genghis Khan could not take the Middle East. Alexander the Great could not take the Middle East. How many of these great empires could not take them? Right? Because they're not stupid. All they know is war. They're accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. It's in their blood. Mm-hmm. 
And so in that in that vein, because what else we're kind of talking about here is, all right, people aren't as prepared for what they think they're prepared for. We're not saying that you need to be prepared to blow yourself up or put, or put <laughs> yeah. a bomb in a belly. What we are saying is understand what your enemy is capable of. You know, I, I used... I used the bomb in the belly thing a lot with Drew when, when we were, you know, going through a lot of tumultuous times with divorces and child custody battles and stuff like that. I would just tell Drew, I'd be like, this is a bomb in the belly. Mm-hmm. You cannot comprehend what the other side is thinking. It's so fucking insane. It's so different than what you believe, but they believe it. 100%. And they will ingrain it into their children. They believe it so much. And you can't persuade them otherwise. No, you and, can't. And so when you I was, never will. As an yeah. example, right, when I was in that church telling that story, these people are like <gasps> gasping. I go, do you believe in your God that much? Is your faith that strong? Because theirs is. That's how strong their faith is. Absolutely. That's how strong they believe in their God. And they only need one. That's how much they believe in their Correct. cause. They'll put a bomb in a kid's belly and blow him up in hopes to kill the enemy. One they, person. They didn't even kill anybody. And if it's one person, if they killed one American, successful. it would have been a success. Absolutely. They wounded a couple of guys, killed God, some locals, right? fucked the locals. They yeah. sh- they were they were helping the Americans anyway. Correct. It's like this is the point. This is potentially the level of commitment. I look at like Russia. You ever seen that whole comparison between like Russia's recruiting videos? Yes. Where it's just like this Russian soldier just being a motherfucking badass. Like the kind of shit that made me want to join the army. Like like that kind of recruiting video where it's just like bayonet stab, butt stroke to the head, shooting machine guns, rappelling out of helicopters, free falling into the ocean, swim to the shore, kill the enemy, fuck all the women. Yes. And I'm like, this is why I want to join the army. Drink the vodka. Drink all the booze. This is why I want to be. In the fucking military. Signed yes. The muscles and the guy is like sweaty and he's crawling through the mud. He's got a bandana like Rambo. And I'm like, yes, I want to join the fucking Russian military. And then you look at our recruiting videos like, so when I was 12 and I had two moms, they all said you can do. And I'm like, we're going to die. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, we're no, gonna no. Really. We're going like, to get slaughtered. But we're going to fucking die. No. Again, like, and, and it's what I keep like trying to harp on, you know, with, with so many people that I know. That it's like, dude, you people want to have they have their fucking egress plan. If 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 yay, if, if if comms are down, we're all gonna meet here. And this is all great. This is all great, right? But start to really think about more. Think about like, hey, do I have all the you know equipment that I need? But the next thing, really, in my opinion, is like your tribe, mm-hmm. right? Who are your people? Who are your people? Are your people and gonna follow you on this grand? It's adventure? the shit that you know we 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 talk about all the time. But it's like, I look at myself right now. If you have a, a bunch of guy friends, you're like, oh, these are my friends. We're all friends. If you would not have those friends pick up your children mm-hmm. from school, they're not your friend. Mm-hmm. They're not as close to you as you think in your mind they are, right? Really start to, like, plan and really dive deep into, like, do we have the same values? So and- according to the census of the U.S. government, the uh, estimated population of July 1st, 2022, for the city of Phoenix alone, 1.6 million people. You think you guys are going to fucking meet up somewhere? Correct. Good fucking 
Lost. Yeah, it's like everyone's like, I'm going up north. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you mean like 1.6 million you other people? Making it anywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. But again, in, in the, the, the fucking mindset side is to really have some level of respect for your enemy, mm-hmm. right? You don't like them, but you should fucking respect them. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, man, yeah, like, these are fucking soldiers, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, these people are willing to do mm-hmm. the unthinkable. They're willing to do everything that you are not. I mm-hmm. promise you, mm-hmm. right? They're willing to live with what you won't live without. Correct. Live without you what you may not be able to live without. They know they have a penis or a vagina. I'll guarantee you that. Correct. Your enemy that's coming to kill you knows what gender they are. Your enemy that's coming to kill you does not let their government force full bullshit on them. Your enemy that's coming to kill you, I can tell you this, they know who their fucking people are. Your enemy that's coming to kill you has a belief system greater than any belief system you've ever had in your fucking life. Your enemy that's coming to kill you 100% believes in their cause you don't have to agree with their cause like you said but you better fucking respect the fact that they believe in their cause and if your tribe like mark was talking about isn't strong enough like i can sit here across from mark and say mark has watched our home while we were out of town Mark has taken care of our pets while we were out of town. He's Mark picked up our kids. has picked up the kids from school sometimes when we can't. Mark, I wouldn't hesitate in giving Mark anything. That's why Mark's part of our tribe because I wouldn't hesitate in giving. Mark married us for God's sakes. Like mm-hmm. Mark is welcome to do anything in my home. If Mark said, "Hey, dude, I need to use X. Hey, dude, I need to borrow X. Hey, dude, I need to whatever," or I can go to Mark and say, "Hey, man, I need you to pick up my kids from school," like Mark said. That capability to have people at that level. Because, <clears throat> yeah, Mark and I also go over to the house and we have a couple of Tecate lights, right? <laughs> and, right. We, and, uh, you, and use your chainsaws together. Yeah, and we Correct. chainsaw the shit out of some fucking Palo Verde trees. And we <laughs> joke about how we're going to set. Oh, dude, fucking. Yeah, dude, your fucking streets like this and you got the belt feds. We're going to set them up like this. Fucking interlocking sectors of fire. Oh, do we have a fucking plan on how we're going to defend this motherfucking Mark house, house You dude. also have range cards for Mark's house yeah, we got, and our house. We got Correct. fucking miniguns. <laughs> we've got belt feds. We have plans, It's all man. set up. We have fucking plans. <laughs> but you know the most important part of my emergency response plan is I can call Mark and go, hey, dude, I need you to go pick up the kids. Yeah. Because that's 10 times more fucking important than us setting up on the fucking roof and making a gun emplacement. You know what I mean? That's dope. It's fucking cool. But that's not the biggest emergency I'm going to need. Because if I don't have a tribe that I can build, that that I can trust to go pick up my kids, to hold on to something for me, to... Uh, handle whatever personal business I might need them to handle. If I don't have that kind of loyalty in my tribe, then I'm not prepared for mercy. Because if you think you're going to lone wolf it, you're going to die. And keyword there is loyalty. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, if, if you think you're going to go out, everything. if you think you're going to go out there in the world and you're going to be the fucking lone wolf, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're going to fucking die. Correct. And and yeah, if I can't go out there like Mark said, or you can't even fucking run a mile. Like yeah, if I can't go out there, if I can't, fit, I mean. Everybody knows on the show, yeah, we'll fat shame the shit out of you. Like, if you cannot physically do things, you're, you're, you're not going to make it. I don't care how, mu- how much fucking cool guns you have. What, what people don't realize is, like, in my life, I've experienced a, an interesting amount of things. I would say roughly about 53 years worth of shit. Right, Mark? Thank you. All right. Yeah. All right so. I knew the truth would come out. <laughs> I knew it would eventually come out. <laughs> so, so I've experienced a lot of stuff. One of the things I've learned in my life is, the people with a high level of shooting skill, 
tactical ability, et cetera, et cetera, are not always the people who stay alive in an emergency. The people who stay alive in emergencies are the people who have the best fucking group, the best tribe, the best team. The people who survive bullshit in their marriage are the people of the best relationships. The people who survive bullshit in a friendship are the ones who have the best friendship. The people who survive emergencies, natural disasters, loss of a job, pandemics, right? Whatever. Like the people who survive that shit are the ones who have the best tribe. They're the ones who have the strongest knit group of people. Yes, they're also physically fit. It's not an accident that all my friends are physically fit. It's not an accident. I don't which have is, fat friends. Which is, again, what I was going to, like, harp on there was, like, again, I we talk about loyalty, which is fucking everything. But, I, I mean, I am very, and you could ask anybody that is my friend. You could be a really good friend of mine. I will fucking cut you off in 30 seconds mm-hmm. as if I've never met you if you do something that, in my opinion, like, I would have never done that to yep. you. And to me, it's like, I don't take it against <clears> you. <throat> I don't think you're a bad guy. No. But you're not. You still want him around. In the, yeah, you're, you're not in the same mindset mm-hmm. to be my friend because yeah. I would have never fucking done mm-hmm. that to you. And I don't need someone to explain to me mm-hmm. how I should treat you or anything like that. No, not at all. If I have right. to explain I to have you a very high why fucking you fucked standard, up, that's a problem. I have a very high standard to mm-hmm. like keep you in my circle. And I will cut you out in 30 seconds. If you would have, you know what? If it's like, well, I would have, I would have done that a little differently if that was me. When we just ain't the same, mm-hmm. and that's all good, mm-hmm. you know? I think it's no different than anything else. Like, hey, yeah. man, what's love to you? And you're like, oh, well, love is this. And love is like taking care of each other. And you talk about what's love to you. It's like love to me is is loyalty and trust. And it's like, well, you guys have a very different belief in mm-hmm. what love and is. And it's probably right? not going to work And it ain't going to fucking work, mm-hmm. right? That if you guys are not the same, I do not want you with me. And I think a lot of men especially – and right now is current times really need to like take that into consideration to say shit, you know, let me really think about all these things and who I have around me. And cause I promise you that guy that you think is like going to go to like fight with you. He's going to shoot you in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he'll betray you potentially. Yeah, absolutely. If you haven't tested his loyalty now, or if you're letting things slide now, then he'll, he, if he's, if he's low key, small scale screwing you over right now. What do you think is going to happen when the chips are down and the backs against the wall? And then what do you think is going to happen when it's him rat you out? Or, yeah, it's him, it's him or me, right? right? It's like the, the, you know, red Dawn, right? Famous movie, a new one or the old one, same thing. The fucking kid who swallows the little chip and leads the Russians or in the second movie, the Koreans straight to their fucking hideout. Why does he do that? He's part of the fighting group. He's part of the militia group. He's fighting. He's fighting. But he's fighting for himself the whole fucking time. He's fighting for his best interests the whole time. Well, they, were, they made me do it. They were going to kill my dad or whatever. They made me do it. No, they didn't fucking make you do it. You did it. You chose to do it. Yeah. And then you came here. Because I'll be honest, like, I can say with 100% confidence, if I'm captured by the enemy and they're like, you have to take this fucking chip. Or else we're going to kill whoever. I don't care. Name a family member. Even one of my kids. Or me. Drew, I'm not fucking doing it. I'll see you in the next life. I'm not betraying my people. I'm not fucking doing it. And those are the types of people that you want. Like, those are the types of guys 
when I look at people like that, like you, and it's like, man, that's the shit that for me makes me proud to be like, that's my friend. I have, I have people like that in my circle, you know? And there's a lot of people out there that I think really need to figure their shit out, right? In life and I don't say in life, like you don't have your life together, you know, but uh, in times like right now where I think, again, nobody would have guessed 10 years ago mm-hmm. that this would have ever that been a fucking, far. that we're this, yeah. we're where mm-hmm. we are now yeah. in, in, you know, current, you know, geopolitical shit in our own country, let alone the fucking world, yeah. you know, but here you are. And it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And people really need to, uh, you know, fucking hammer down and understand that, you know, life is not unicorns and rainbows. They should really re-self-evaluate their ideals, morals, ethics, values, what they mean to be a tribe. And really, people need to weed out who they have currently. Right. Who's just dead weight. Like... A perfect example would be somebody who only contacts you when they want something. Yeah. Yep. Dangerous. Yeah. Or when they need something. Yep. They only talk to you then. Yeah. You know? Like, think about, like, you know, I look at things here, like, if if I have a friend group and there's a friend of mine that doesn't reach out to me to say, like, you know, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Right? Or, hey, dude. What's up? How you doing? I mean, especially on a holiday. Yeah. Right? Like, you ain't my friend. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not as close to me as I thought you were mm-hmm. or as you think that I am. You know, like yeah. we're not that close. I don't mean that much to you. For you to be like, oh, I'm thinking about you today. Let me pick up the phone and call. You Regardless and I even of, send messages when it's our Christmas. Correct. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, Glenn, you know, your birthday. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to send you a text. I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call you. You know, and say, hey, man, happy birthday. And Mark was one of two people who called me on my birthday. Mark? Always calls mm-hmm. on our birthdays. He was one of two people who called me. Everybody, I got a lot of texts. A lot of texts, got some emails, a lot of messages. Very nice. Mark was one of two people who called me. Everyone else got to see me at my party. Mark, knowing he was going to be at my surprise party on my birthday, still called me and said, <clears throat> Hey, man, I want to talk to you on your birthday. I just want to say with my voice, happy birthday. Those are like when you think about the capability of your people in the worst possible circumstances, are they really going to be there for you? In the worst possible times, are they really going to be there for you? And I'm not saying like if you, if it's uh, you make a mistake, right? Like people make mistakes, their life changes, their friend groups change, they move, whatever. But I mean like in the worst Pot, you lose your job and you have no money. Who's going to be there for you? You know, you you lose a kid and you got to struggle through that. You lose a parent. You lose a friend. You know, you're struggling with something personally. Who's really going to be there for you? Because when you look at who was really there for you during those times, the people who reached out and said, hey, man, here's, here's what's going on. The people who reach out from time to time just go, hey, dude, what's going on? Even I have friends who were just like, hey, dude, we really ought to spend more time together. I'm sorry that we fucking don't, but I just want to let you know I do care about I'm you. I'm thinking about you. Yep. I still care about you, dude. We're, we just, you're busy. I'm busy. We got families and jobs, and obviously I got friends who live in other states, and it's just like, hey, man, I'm just thinking about you. That's all. You know what I mean? How you doing? You know, how, how are things? Just life, generally. Like, good? Are you good? Just let me know you're good. You know, like those kinds of people, yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty minimal effort. 
But I'd rather have that minimal effort than the people who have the easy effort. Like a lot of people think their work friends are their friends because they see them every day. And then they quit that job and those friends go away. They, they think the friends in their city are their bar friends or their, their you know, people that they're easily around are their friends. Really? Fucking put those people up against the test and see how long they're friends. I remember when I was a kid, dude, when I was younger. You know when you're younger and you're like high school, middle school, and you're like, we're going to be best friends for our whole Forever. lives. Right? And my dad used to laugh. I shit you not, dude, as a kid. My dad used to always get mad. I remember one day, I'll never forget, it was my, my, one, of my, one of my best friends growing up. And to this day, we're still very close. I mean, he was one of those guys that was like, I knew that if I called him, it was like, I need your fucking help. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, your car mine. Yep. No questions asked, yep. you know? I mean, the, growing up, me and his name's Nick, and him and I were thick as fucking thieves. Hey, you know? real quick, I want to mention, for Drew, that's the second time you've heard that quote. Thick as thieves? 48 hours. Yeah. No. Your, your car, car mine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> that's that's how he was. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, you know, had to go to his house. My mom was getting ready to take us. And I was like rushing my mom, you know, like, I got to go. We got to, I'm going to be late, you know? <laughs> and my dad would stop me and he's like, listen, don't rush. None of this shit. You wait and see. I promise you. None of these motherfuckers are your friends. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I was a young, young kid mm-hmm. when my dad was like well, harping on that with us. I mean, growing up, my dad he was pretty hard on us, you know? I mean, I always said my mom taught us how to love. My dad taught us how to be men. Right, right, right. right. My dad was fucking hard on us, right? But all the shit now that when you're younger, it's like, he's an asshole, right? Yep. Now I'm older. I'm like, you're the smartest man I've ever met. Yeah, that's right. I'm I, <laughs> being I an asshole, wish, dad. I wish I heard a lot of that shit earlier. Uh, yeah. You know, because you see it now, it's like, man, how many people you don't even talk to anymore, mm-hmm. right? Not one of these people have called me mm-hmm. just to be like, hey, dude, how are you? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, how many times do you and I call each other and just like, no, nah, man, what's up? Mm-hmm. How's everything? Cool. Even if it's a 30 second conversation, mm-hmm. you good? I feel like mm-hmm. I'm good. You good? You huh? have long conversations Text. like me and Caitlin do. <laughs> when we're in person, we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, like, and, I, and I know, I'm like, listen, dude, Glenn's got 47 kids. Yeah. Like, you know, wow. all these He's 58 years old. Yeah, you know, Whatever. he's got all this stuff going on, right? He, he I guess I look good for it, how many kids we have. Yeah, got. yeah, you guys are good, right? <laughs> and that's what I said. But I mean, it's just me and dogs. You know, I got nothing but time. Nothing but time, you know? But it's like, shit, man. You know, like, Really, really consider and think and go down your list of like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm friends with all these guys, but let me reevaluate our friendship. I'm not saying you got to hate them. Don't ever talk to them again. But maybe really consider and take a step back like, ah, we ain't as close as mm-hmm. I thought we were. Who would you give a key to your house to? You know? Yeah. And if you wouldn't do that, mm-hmm. they're not your fucking friend. Yep. They're somebody that you know. Who'd you and loan, that's cool. Who would you loan money to? And that's cool. Yeah. You know, but to really, really, really Mm -hmm. understand that Mm -hmm. and to really consider, because again, I'm not saying that something's going to happen tomorrow. Right. But with this whole thing that came up, this whole day of jihad, right, was supposed to happen. A lot of people were all like, man, I'm, I got my plate carrier in my car. I'm ready today. I'm like, you ain't ready for shit, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, last week. Last week. Are you ready? When people were, what's funny about that is people are like, oh yeah. I'm like, do you know what I changed today? Nothing. Nothing. I didn't even know. Because I'm already, <laughs> I'm already ready for that, and my people that I trust are already ready for that. And if that happens, I'm already ready for that. I didn't have to do anything special Correct. to get ready for a thing. 
That's like when, you know, people are panicking and running to the stores in hurricane season to buy extra batteries and extra lights. And like, I already have that. Why do you, why do you have that already? Yeah. You're, you're a smooth brain. I can't fucking deal with that. You don't have enough wrinkles in your fucking dome. You know what I mean? Like, obviously you're not fucking ready because all that's going to happen is even if this thing does hit, you're not ready. You think you got ready because you bought some fucking flashlights? You put a couple sandbags out? Now you're ready? You weren't ready before. If you weren't ready before and you live in a motherfucking hurricane area and you weren't ready for, I don't know, a hurricane, you're not ready. You're not ready no matter how much shit you buy now, you're not fucking ready. Nope. Because your people aren't ready. You're physically not ready. You're mentally not ready. You're not fucking ready. You can buy all the shit you want, you're not ready. So reevaluating where you're really at with your people, where you're at with your tribe, where you're at with your, your physical fitness is always a big thing for us, right? Where you're really at, like Mark said, go down, like, right? I like exercises. I like, right, whatever, like shooting exercises, physical exercise, whatever. Like, I like things that make you go, hmm, that was hard. Do this. Here's a challenge for you listeners. The last thing I'll say today, right? Or on this topic. Write down a list of who you think your friends are. Go down that list and ask yourself what Mark's talking about. Would I let this person pick up my kids? Would I loan this person money? Would I give them a key to my house? Do I consider them physically fit? Do I consider them ready for an emergency? Are they an asset or a liability? And then make that list of people that are really fucking dialed in Put the most time and effort into them. Spend the most time with them. Invite them the most over to your house. Check up with them the most. Call them and talk with them the most. Quit putting effort into the people that aren't your fucking people. Because all's gonna end, all that's gonna happen in the end is you're just gonna be fucking disappointed. So put the pe- put the most effort into the people that are your best fucking people. I mean. all right fitness moment with drew go all right so what i have for you guys today is you are going to hit a block wall no matter what you do how long you've been doing it at some point you will mentally just hit that wall and ask yourself why am i always doing this i am beating myself up and it kind of touches a little bit about what i was talking about last week and it's kind of track your results because if you do hit that mental block wall but you've been tracking your results from the very beginning you're going to start to see those changes and you can kind of overcome that block wall and continue to keep going it'll keep you motivated because it's like oh yeah i'm doing this because i did lose those pounds or i did gain this muscle or i am leaner faster or lifting heavier whatever it may be so if you hit that block that block wall make sure that you go back and look at your your um whether it's a journal or you have an app where you track it but track your results so when you go through that wall you can keep on going through smooth sailing Fitness Moment with Drew brought to you by MRC Phoenix. We meet every Monday night, 6 o'clock. No, 7 o'clock at Chupacabra in Mesa. And every Wednesday night at 6 now. 30. We're doing 6 again. Yep, at 6 at Dad's Eatery in Scottsdale. We just changed the time this week to 6. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook as The Arms Room Show, Independence Training, MRC Phoenix and AZMGO or Arizona Machine Gun Ordinance. Remember, you can bring us out to train with you. Get hosting information via email, info at trainingaz.com, and we can come out to wherever you are and do our courses. 
You are, uh, we are proud members of the Heroes Media Group. Be sure to check out the other shows on the network. Look at all the other cool stuff that our network does. They do transcription services and publication services and uh, podcast startups. and so many freaking cool media things they're doing. So make sure you check out Heroes Media Group. Next week, we're going to have Matt from Worst Responders. Oh, boy. Talking about the real-world effects of calling 911. Until next time, stay aware, stay safe, and train hard. You've been listening to The Arms Room.